What's up, Videolanders? I'm Brad. I'm Kyle. I'm Brian. Welcome to Adventures in Videoland number 224. I'm going to go grab some beers. You guys want some? Yeah, grab me one. I'll be right back! Klaatu, Varada. <laughs> Everything is true. God's an astronaut. Oz is over the rainbow. And Midian is where the monsters live. And tonight, we will talk about the outcome of this year's last Pantheon nomination, Scream. And then... Ah! Oh, that wasn't a command? <laughs> and then we will share our top five 90s horror films. Afterwards, we will talk about our favorite movie headlines of the week and conclude with what we've been watching. Remember, you can find us on adventuresinvideoland.com or on our Facebook at Adventures in Videoland. We are critics with attitude. Perhaps. So you uh, might so hear some words. We, we might say uh, poop. There could uh, be there could be boobies. some um, NC seventeen words that are played mm -hmm. on your listening device. You will see some bush. <laughs> <laughs> so tuck the kids in the basement. Is Do that I possible? tuck them in the basement? <laughs> Why would be basement children? Hmm. <laughs> well, people under the stairs yeah, is a nineties yeah. film. I was I was gonna say that, and then you took that from me. And spoiler alert: we're gonna be talking about a lot of nineties films. <laughs> if you haven't seen it. <laughs> You're a little, you're a little behind. <laughs> Sorry about you. Scream was the ninth and last Pantheon nomination of 2017, and nominated by Caitlin Renee. It needed a two-thirds majority vote, seven to pass. It received eight out of eleven votes, uh, making Pantheon. Uh, so Scream won the the Facebook poll majority overwhelmingly. Mm -hmm. um, the vote from random Facebook guest voter um, Chad Herbst, he voted for it as well. Um, the AV Council voted six yes and three no. So agree, disagree. What did you think of the nomination? Where did you stand? Well, I, I was one of the no votes, and it was it was a tough one for me because I, I love Scream. Yeah, I absolutely love Scream. Um, I, it's probably gonna come up in my top five. Even. <laughs> um, but even even uh, when you're you're doing this pantheons, you have to set your personal like bias aside sometimes. Mm -hmm. I mean. Even you nominated uh, in the first season, Breakfast Club. Yeah. And uh, April, Brad's wife, mentioned it's probably her favorite movie of all time, and she still gave it a no. Yeah. Because you have to kind of set, like, something aside. Like, I, I feel Scream is of its time. It's of the 90s. Um, and I think it was, I believe it was Ryan, who also gave it a no, said in his review, like, it was really hard to distinguish between when they were being meta and when they were just failing to actually be scary. And I, and I you totally get that gotcha. when you watch it now. Gotcha. So that's 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 why I gave it a no. I think there was there's a lot that's amazing about it. I mm -hmm. think it's one of the best like opening scenes for a horror movie. Just just a movie in period yeah. with with fucking Drew Barrymore getting killed, all that stuff. Um, I think there's a lot of great like quippy stuff in there. Um, but it it just missed out for me. It was a fun nomination too. It was wasn't very it? fun. Yeah, I hadn't watched fun. it in a really long time, and I'm glad I got to revisit. Yeah, it. I had I had difficulties as well because you know again with Pantheon you have to set your personal bar. Mm -hmm. Everyone's going to vote differently. And uh, with me, I was like, I struggled. I, I'm usually, first week, I have my review up. Um, I sat on this for the full th three weeks. Mm -hmm. um, and I kept on thinking, you know, focus in a little bit. Scream, I think, is Pantheon. As you said, it, it's uh, of its time. It's the, For me, it's one of the definitive 90s horror films. It's revolutionary. Yeah. It did a lot of things within the genre, 90s. I zoom out a little bit, bigger picture, and I'm like, 
Do you put it next to Star Wars? I was going to say, that's Do you the, put it next to The Shining? Exactly. You know, what horror movie do we have in there right now? The Thing. Is it anywhere near The Thing to me? Yeah, or Fright no, Night. That was a and big that's, thing. That's very debatable as well. I've, we've taken some heat over Fright Night. But <laughs> Fright Night and The Thing, yeah, is it better than The Thing? You know, and I, that's, a, that's a good question. Yeah. I wrestled with that for three weeks. What'd you think? Uh, so I, I would have said yes. But because for me it's a, it is one of those icon movies. I we were making jokes earlier before before the cameras were on uh, that uh, you know we've all worked at theaters and such. Scream came out while I worked at the theater, so it has a very special place in my heart. And it did that whole thing of there's so many things that have I have raised up to it because it is an icon and it was the first one that called itself out. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it, like there's not any slasher movies up until that point. That just str- other than comedic slasher movies, mm. like actual slasher movies that go, all right. So this is what happens in slasher movies. Don't do this, and then they do it, and it happens. It was the first time the characters in the movie Recogni- digested all the movies that exactly. We did, you know? Recognized it, it was it was a little like you said the meta in that movie was a little bit. It was a little bit on the nose, you know, that whole thing of, we're inside of a slasher movie. Well, you are inside of a slasher movie. And we're going to talk about the other slasher movies. I mean, like, it, they, they made movie quotes. They were characters, I mean, other than the whole, you know, murdering people. They were characters that I could see hanging out with in high school. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, like the guy. Rand- Randy would be an AV. Absolutely. Would be an AV. Without question. He'd probably be a troll on our forum, but you know, no question. <laughs> For he sure. Would, That's he, he would be there. And these are all, they were all believable Personas. He'd be calling out the pantheon rules. Oh, <laughs> they, 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 they are. It was a very, very solid, solid movie, and I don't think that there. It has a negative stroke to it, which is why I, because I can't look at it and go, like almost every movie I look at, I can take that one step and go, yeah, but except this one scene sucks. Uh-huh. I can't do that with Scream. It's I very... can't. Look, I can't tell someone, you know, uh, this part is not that great. Like I, I did that to fucking. Um, the new Spider-Man movie. Mm. I loved it. I thought it was amazing. Oh, I loved it. It's probably my favorite Marvel movie. But it still had things that I was like, I wish that didn't happen. Uh-huh. Mm. And I can't do that for Scream. Yeah. It's, a, it's a complete package. And that, for me, is what Pantheon represents, is if it is a complete package that does not have something yeah, yeah, yeah. that makes me... That, that, that there is no caveat attached to it. It's just simply good. I mean, or in this case, simply great. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that would be elevatable to become Pantheon. For yeah, me. and everyone connects to it. I mean, you yeah. look at um, the the people in the AV poll, it was, I think, our, overwhelmingly, it was our pop, most our popular. Most voted on. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you look back at the other kinds of movies that came out in the 90s um, that were very similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, you look at... Um, I Know What You Did Last Summer. Urban Legend. Yeah. You, know, you look at movies like that. Where are they at now? Yeah. And, and that, well, no, no one no, talks that, about those. That was also part of my problem because we, we talk about Scream as being like, this Kickstarter to this genre again in the 90s, but it really doesn't mean shit to me unless you're helping produce other good movies. And there weren't really but good see, slasher I, movies yeah. that came after. See, I don't think that's the job of Scream. Though. Like, they set the standard. I think it's the other movies that need to latch on and try to make the good Because it's not to say It's not Scream's are. fault <clears throat> yeah. that they made bad movies. Well, and it's not right. to say that those other movies weren't enjoyable. They just weren't iconic, and they weren't as memorable. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't they don't stand out. And so, when you saw that there was a Scream Two coming, not that it was any good, yeah. But you, Scream Two's underrated. I think Scream Two's decent. Really? 
As, as three, a, is, three and four. Did right? that, did that hurt your guys' vote at all? Dirty. Like thinking no, about the no, other one? No, not at all. What's in front of me? I know. And I always, I agree with that. But it's, sometimes it's so hard to do for me. I got to put on the blinders now, and if, the other films. If Caitlin's thing would have been the Scream franchise. That. Yeah, it would yeah. be good. No, not, not even remotely. Yeah, because there's way too much stuff that brings that down. And it's so, like we've talked, it's so self-aware. It's it's campy, it's gimmicky, it's MTV popcorn entertainment, but it's also smart. Like, so, it knows the horror genre. Speaking of MTV and Scream, has anybody else watched the actual TV show that they I made? watched a few episodes, no. fell off, but I actually heard it was pretty it, decent. It gets there. It is actually a decent show. <laughs> uh, is it groundbreaking? No, of course not. But it it is a decent show, and because it is, it does what the '90s Scream did, except with today's uh, cliches. Cliches today's you know it's it's the a lot of texting. What's a lot? It it helps bring it up to the. If somebody would have taken the the first two seasons of the Scream TV show and smushed them all together and made a remake of Scream, I would believe it. Really? Yeah. Is I, it is it campy in the same in, way? In places. In places, but not all the time. Gotcha. Did you, Kyle, watch Scream in the theater? Uh, No, I was a little too young for it in theaters. I would have been, like, probably elementary school. But I remember the day it came out at Blockbuster. Yeah. I was in line before Blockbuster opened, like, ready to go rent it. Uh Uh-huh. Like, I I remember. It's one of those things where I was, like, I was there, like, 45 minutes before the store even opened, like, standing outside, like, ready to get in Uh and, like, pick it up, run home, and watch it immediately. total segue, uh, Blockbuster. Have you seen the Twitter of the last Blockbuster? It's fucking amazing. It is. AV fans, if you have Twitter, look up the last Blockbuster. Yeah. There there are 11 remaining Blockbusters, and six of them are in Indiana. It's it's (laughs) brilliant. I I remember the first time watching in the theater. It's one of my most enjoyable movie experiences of all time. I remember going in, and it's mostly because of that twist ending. Yeah. I watched it. There was two ghost face killers. It blew my mind. And then um, a friend of mine told me, man, go back. Watch. Because there's moments where yep. they're, they're in a stall and the, the, their feet come down the floor and it shows their boots. And then it's like, so I go back to second viewing, right? I think I watched Scream three times in the theater and I was mm-hmm. trying to figure out if I could find the killer because now I knew who they were, you yeah, know? If you, and they do an amazing job. They do an amazing job. Jo- and the jump scares, like, they make everyone a suspect. Yeah. You know, even Dewey, the principal, everyone can could potentially be the killer. It it is it's the usual suspects of slasher films. It is. Once you've seen it and once you know the gag, from there on out, every time you watch it is you're looking to see where they if they screw up, if they give it away, if mm-hmm. and it's the same with usual suspects. If have you seen usual suspects? Yes. Okay. Yes. I, <laughs> hey, you, you haven't seen Blade Runner. So, you know, or I, Star Wars. Or Star well, he he's weird about that. <laughs> uh, but it's one of those things where now I watch usual suspects probably once every 6 months. Despite the fact that, you know, obviously you know the ending and all that, right. but every single time I watch it, I see something else that reminds me that maybe I don't have all of the clues. I haven't picked up everything. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's awesome. And yeah. it's, I think Scream did the same thing. And you know, usually how I vote is, um, for me, I don't want to be the AFI of Pantheon. You know, I don't want Pantheon to be AFI. Okay, I just don't want to flip that switch and we dump all those movies in because then we're yeah. just AFI. Um, how I described it to some friends at work yesterday is I want to be if um, AFI and IGN had a baby. I want you to have the Scream movies in Pantheon. I want you to have the 2001s and the Yojimbos. I want this collection of geek culture, fun movies, you know? Mm-hmm. And I looked at this and even though it's relevant and it pushed the genre, 
dude, this movie got spoofed like oh, no oh other movie. When you get spoofed this fucking hard, how many you did scary something right. movies there, are there? I think there, there are now? more scary movies than there are screen movies <laughs> at this point. Yeah. The ghost face, I have a ghost face costume. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's a cheap costume that, you know, looks good. Yeah, it looks good. It's um, a TV show, like we said. It has sequels. Now, that just does not make Pantheon for me because I have to enjoy it. Yeah. I don't know anybody that doesn't like Scream. There might have been a couple people that said no. You know, there's three of them that said no on the council to Scream. But, but they're, but they're, they're no, like, I liked it. Yeah, exactly. They're no, it's not, man, this is a garbage movie. It's, it is, it's a good movie, but it's not Pantheon. Yeah. Right. I, mean, I, wonder, I struggled with it. I struggled with giving it a no, but... I want to read two quick quotes from two council members that I, I really enjoyed. Um, Rachel Planiga, she said, So Scream has always been one of my favorite movies, and I was excited to see it up for nomination. It actually somehow never occurred to me to nominate it myself. I remember watching Scream over and over with my cousin, eating pizza and staying up all night. We would go to the video store and scan the shelves for what seemed like forever, and we would uh, we'd go to the video store, we'd look at those shelves, inevitably we'd leave with the same few movies. And one of them was always Scream. Still to this day, I can't can't see the Dimension logo pop up at the beginning of a movie without thinking about Scream and having that little moment of excitement thinking that it was about to begin. And you know, I didn't even think about it, but she's so right. When when I I watched it twice for, for Pantheon, and I got I I didn't put that in my review, but I was giddy. That Dimension comes up, Mm -hmm. and you're like, I'm ready for a popcorn experience. You know, um, any comments that you want to, to put no, on that? No, it, it definitely does. It's 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 one of those first movies that I remember like watching over and over and over again. Like at that point when I was starting to like understand movies a little bit, and it wasn't just like you know watching the same cartoon movies yeah. and shit yeah. when you're younger. You know, like I watched Scream a lot. Yeah, yeah. it's a ga- I think <laughs> it's a gateway I movie. I think yeah. it's a gateway like, movie. Well, and it's it's a movie about the mythos of movies yeah so at you're completely right you know it should be on every av's av members list because it is a movie that is about the movies yeah and not a documentary or anything weird like that and then nathan says that scream epitomizes the 90s it's the quintessential 90s horror film nothing else even comes close Everything about the movie, from the actors to the script to the soundtrack to the locations and outfits and attitudes absolutely screams the 90s. And I love that. I love the high-waisted jeans and the haircuts and the shitty music. <laughs> so I think a lot of people connect with Scream, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad it made it. Yeah. Because for a while there, I did get a little pretentious with it. I'm not going to lie. I have Star Wars up there. I have The Thing. Yeah. And I was like, is there room for Scream? Like, are you a 2001 Space Odyssey fan? Moments of it. Uh-huh. But it is it is a big pill to swallow. It's a big pill. You, like, yeah. Ryan said it best. That movie has a heartbeat. And you have to lower your heartbeat to, to its yeah. own. If you do that, I think you're going to enjoy it. Yeah. If not, if you're busy, you've got other things on your mind, you can't just sit there and just watch 2001. No. So I was like, 2001, can I put Scream, how our pantheons go up, is you have the, the 2001 that it won our uh, Versus episode. What was it up against? Uh, versus, it was up against... Interstellar. Yeah, Interstellar. Okay. Yeah. So, to that, but then it went to the council... Council, you know, gave it the, their seal of approval. It won. It made it. So Scream. Scream wins right now, right? Mm-hmm. If, if it wins, which it did, it was going to go next to 2001 <laughs> Space Odyssey. That's right? awesome. And I said, how do you defend that? And I said, I don't. I don't defend it. Yeah. I'm going to honor it 
for its contribution to horror. Absolutely. I mean, I mean Fright Night's been up there for a while, yeah, so... I was going to say, when, 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 the, when the guy right on the inside of the door is, uh, is Fright Night, um, you don't have to really excuse Scream. You just let, let about anything in it, it doesn't matter. Hey, read my Fright Night review, motherfuckers. All right, guys, is there anything else you want to say about uh, Scream before we get into our top... 90s horror films. Uh, the, other, the other big like knock I had where I couldn't like push it is it doesn't have that iconic music. And horror movies to me have to have well, you know, the music or that certain the, like, the, the killer's theme. theme. It has yeah. to have that. And Scream but you, does not. But you have know that. what? April uh, brought up something very interesting. It so there's moments like I love when Jamie Kennedy. You think he's going to get killed, and he's he's talking about. The, the rules going on within Halloween. Mm-hmm. And the Halloween music is playing in uh, the background. So it kind of uses the Halloween that's, scream. That's bullshit. I mean, you I can't think, use someone else's theme no, no, and go no, like, look, they, I did a good job of stealing this music. No, 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 no. I don't think so. If, if, no, I don't think it's like were, that. If they were copying those killers at the same time, mm-hmm. maybe. No, what I think is but interesting, though, is it's playing on TV on the TV while the killer is roaming around the house. So it's not like they're putting the cues in and it's the track. Mm. It's background music to a movie that they're watching on television, which is a horror movie. Mm. You know, that I, I just I think that was pretty clever. Um, but for for you know with soundtrack in general, yeah, I think that is a weak point. But um, I tell you what, that the Red Right Hand song by Nick Cave, mm. I've always loved that. Actually when we had Scream, our Scream party out here, um, that was uh, we had a drinking game with mm. it. And when that song came on, you had to take a shot. Or whatever you were drinking. Awesome. So yeah, so that affected me even then before even uh, going back to this movie. You know that I really love that song. So yeah, anything else that you want to say, Brian, before we get in to uh, our Madness Horror? I don't think so. I think we're good. Let's play a game. It's called "What's Your Favorite it's Scary, scary movie, movie of the '90s?" From the '90s. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so just real quick, okay, Kyle, thoughts on '90s horror? Uh, it it's. It's definitely a weak period of horror, I feel, uh, especially when you're looking at 70s and 80s. Uh, 90s definitely takes a, a tonal shift, um, and and there's a lot of movies, and, and you'll see some on this list tonight, that like they're horror movies, but they don't play the same horror elements that you're you're used to. They, they're a little more thrillerish. Thrillers kind of took over in the 90s, mm. um, and they kind of merged those two genres together. Yeah. Um, so that's where that's where kind of '90s falls for me, and then you know, 2000s it was a very the ones that it was a very uh, transitional period. You look at our mainstream horror icons. Mm-hmm. Freddy went 3D. Mm-hmm. You have Jason being possessed by a demonic worm that he could only what like possess the Jason for his clan. Okay. Yeah. And then you have Ch- uh, you know, Chucky gets married. <laughs> I yeah. mean, you you have which I actually Leprechaun like. Leprechaun was in space. Was, was he in the night? Was that nineties? Yes. Okay. All so, the Leprechaun movies were the nineties. <laughs> like, back in the hood. Back in the hood. So I think it was a tra- transitional period. And before I started looking into nineties, I would have I was gonna write it off. I was gonna write it off. Like it's easy. For Scream to be um, a big 90s horror film. But then I started looking into it, guys, and I'll, I'll tell you what. Seriously, I had a hard time breaking down my top five. I could have easily have a sixth man, a seventh man, an eighth man. I've got eight written down. Yeah. yeah. So we have to boil it down to five, guys. So um, 90s horror, Brian. So I was telling Kyle, um, this is when I worked at the theater. So any of them that showed up. I got to watch free movies all the time. So I consumed them a lot like I do now, as often as I could. So 90s horror, it was 
these were the, a lot of those movies were aimed at see them once in the theater, but then in six months' time you're going to rent them yeah, because yeah. that was all about the rental the, mm-hmm. the 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 rental cycle. Do you remember if you wanted to buy that fucker? It was oh, like initially, hundred goddamn ni- ninety-eight dollars to buy in the first six weeks. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I remember going oh, and yeah. trying to buy the Crow and Universal Soldier, and it was going to be like a hundred and fifty fucking dollars on VHS, yep. man. Yeah, yep. no, absolutely. And that was because the rental that it was all worked into their thing. They had to yeah. get make so much money in the box office and then in rental. Like it was all part of the part of the process. Mm-hmm. And I think some of, especially in the in the horror genre, is that kind of instant cons- that instant consumable. Uh, where you don't have to have, you know, you, like you said, Freddy went 3D. Mm. You didn't have to have all the background. You had a five seconds of background. <laughs> Freddy's a dude. He kills you in your nightmares. <laughs> and now you're in a roach motel. Yeah. Like, it was It was just, we're going to make something, we're going to put it out, and we're going to make it so someone wants to take it home and watch it again and again and again. Uh-huh. And they weren't necessarily, like iconic or legendary. There's a few of them. There's a yeah. handful of them, and I think we're going to really talk about several of them. But most of what was created in the 90s was pop rocks. You know, oh. it was, it was this is going to be super fun for eight minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bam! All right, cool. Next. Yeah. And I think that was the... Gen- and then again, I think that was just that decade. Yeah. It was all about the instant consumable. Enjoy it. It was super fun. Let's move on to the next yeah. thing. And while our mainstream horror icons were doing some crazy and some weird things, I honestly think that there was some very, I don't know, intelligent and some masterpieces that were kind of lurking behind the backgrounds mm-hmm. of horror cinema. So I can't wait to talk about those. It was fun to revisit the 90s because it's not a, a time that I really go back to a lot. You know, I'm a, I get into a lot of 70s and 80s horror, you mm-hmm. know, but I think there's some really fascinating and some great movies in the 90s that uh, I can't wait to dig back up and, and present mm-hmm. to Videolanders tonight. So I do want to ask you guys how you created your list, if there's any method to the madness, all right? Um, real quick, for me, there's a couple that I, I would not allow on my list. Um, if I had to tighten it up. I had to tighten up my list. If they're on yours, I completely honor them. It's just they wouldn't work for me. Um, no thrillers or crime films, okay? okay. So I didn't let, allow Cape Fear... Silence of the Lambs or Seven. Um, I'm sure they'll a couple of those will probably be brought up tonight. Completely honor them. Just couldn't make my list. Um, again, I had to chisel it down, and that helped a little bit. Yeah, I did a similar thing, except for me, there's a few on the. So I went on to was it Cineplex.com or whatever, and pulled up the uh, the top 590 horror films. Uh, well, just basically a listing of horror genre. From you know 1990 to 99, mm-hmm. and just kind of surf through to find the ones that I liked, and there was a bunch on there that, in my opinion, although they are definitely you know gory and whatnot, they fell into more like action or adventure or sci-fi. So things like uh, like Tremors and Predator Two, okay. I didn't count those as horror because they kind of fall into a different category more in my mind. Yeah. yeah. So although I love Predator Two more than any other human being should. It would have been on this list if it was like, no, it's a horror movie. It's got to stay. Um, but I discounted it because I was like, nah, that's more sci-fi. It's a, it's in the Predator and Alien franchises, that kind of thing. And this is going on the website, guys. Mm-hmm. So any changes you want to make before we jump in? No, I'm solid, man. I think, any, I, I think I have my list. Any, any rules for you? Uh, I, didn't, I didn't really set uh, too many rules. Like you said, you know, the, the thriller genre. Uh, you kept out, but I, I definitely did not because I think it was so ingrained in what the 90, 90s were. I think the 90s became uh, a little less about the gore and a little bit more about 
playing with your mind, get a little more cerebral. Um, so it, I think that would be really unfair to keep some of those films out. Okay. I can see that. Do you want to start us out with your number five? My number five. We'll save, we'll save honorable mentions for the very end. And yeah. then okay, uh, sure. Cousin Wayne actually left um, his top five in the AV mailbox. Ooh. I'll present those ah, at the end. Okay. okay. Yeah, mailbox? All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's at your mom's house. <laughs> All right. Number five is um, pretty uh, particular to me. I don't think it would end up on a lot of people's lists. Um, it's, it's by far not the best story or even the best looking film anymore, but it's something that like, if I see it, I will watch it and I watch it at, at around Halloween time every year and it's the Frighteners. Uh, really? Oh, cool. I love it. Yeah. Uh, Peter Jackson, Michael J. Fox, one yeah. of his last like real like movies before oh. his cerebral palsy set, uh, set in. Um, it's, it's really kind of campy and fun. Um, but there are some great, like, fucking horror moments in it, too. And it's a real, like, kind of fucked up sadistic movie when you're really breaking down what the story's all about. Um, and, and there are some visuals that still really hold up in it. Um, I think it's, I just think it's really That's awesome. fun. I love The Frighteners. It's been a really long time since I've seen <laughs> yeah, that. me too. I think, I think it's one of those movies you'd probably appreciate more now yeah. than you would have at the time. Jake Busey's in that, too. Jake Busey. Yeah, which yeah. is going to be in Predator 3. Yeah, Predator... Th- no, well, Predator what the fuck's that? The, pre- the, the, the Predators. The Predator, yeah. I think, is... He's gonna, yeah. I think he's actually playing Busey's son from Predator 2. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah, which makes sense. Figured you'd be excited. <laughs> right, I'm down with that. All right, Jake Busey. Starship well. Troopers all the way. Yeah. Uh, so my number five is actually on what, is what you named it already. It's a seven. Oh, cool, uh, cool. I love that movie. I, I've always loved that movie since the first time that I got to see it. Like, What's it, in the box? Absolutely. It's an icon moment. Yeah, um, fuck for sure. The, it's, it's one of the movies that made me fall in love with Brad Pitt as far as like as an actor and not just, you know, oh, he's a pretty guy with long hair. You know, like, it's a legitimate, legitimate good movie with a good twist. And it's one of the rare movies where the bad guy wins. Even though he dies, you know, but it's it's still, it's got it leaves you haunted. The, the credits roll in that movie, and Coil starts to play, and you're just like, "Fuck! All right, <laughs> like, okay, all right, I need to go watch something animated and fun yeah, because yeah. you know <laughs> Kevin Spacey just ruined my day." And yeah. it's a, a brilliant, brilliant Kevin Spacey moment. You know, the the ride out to the desert is that that it, that discussion where it just shows. You know, with simple words, he can cause Brad Pitt's character to flip the fuck out and start punching the screen between them, and it's it's perfect. It's okay. is a brilliant movie. Mm-hmm. They'll probably make a good crime film for our marathon next year for for crime films. Probably. We're doing a crime film marathon next year, so they, that might actually fit in there pretty nicely. Um, my number five is from 1996. Um, it's a genre bender. Um, you guys know I'm a huge Tarantino fan. This was written by Tarantino and directed by Robert Rodriguez. Um, it's a 50% crime movie, and then it goes into a vampire siege movie. Break your own rules on five. I see. Yeah, on my five, yeah. But, and, uh, it's fun, though. You watch this, and it, it comes off like a crime film, and it takes you completely off guard. Like you, I remember, I think I watched this movie when it was... Uh, the mall had a theater. <laughs> okay? Oh, wow. Yeah, a long fucking time ago. And I remember being in this movie, and this is before Tarantino was a name. I think George Clooney was, you know, I think he did it some ER at that time, but this was his big breakout movie role. And I was like, man, I thought the poster said From Dusk Till Dawn. I thought this was a vampire movie, you know? And then 
I had such an infatuation with George Clooney and his fucking tattoo, you know? I was like, dude, I want a tattoo like that. I want to be a hard <laughs> ass like fucking George Clooney. Um, I'm a huge Tarantino fan, but I don't stick up too much for his acting on screen. I think for the most part, this is his best role on screen acting. Um, he comes off completely unhinged. Um, but other than that, man, the, the makeups... And the supporting cast, man. Oh, The supporting yeah. cast with Danny Trejo. This is the first movie, I think, that I'm like... That's it? That's what, just Danny Trejo? No, no, no. Just I, Danny I, Trejo. I think this is the first movie that I was like, who is Fred Williamson? Who, oh, who yeah. Is, who is Tom Savini? Oh, Tom Savini, he's a makeup artist? Why did they use him? Oh, and so it was a huge gateway film for me. Because yep. they, they threw everything in there. I mean, the movie is a pretty much a, a siege film like um yeah, assault Maron, on precinct 13 Hayek, yeah, yeah. And, dude to this Harvey day Kaito. come on you pussy lovers you know Cheech Marin doing his thing I remember after the movie I went out and bought um I believe it was Lost Lobos I think it was JNL I went to JNL I was like man who's who's this Lost Lobos I was jamming to Lost Lobos at the time you know um there's so much cool stuff it's very quotable um almost gets you know I'm only half serious um, my number five because of Sama Hayek and her snake dancing mm-hmm. is so fucking hypnotizing. Uh, again, I'm yeah, a huge I'm a huge fan of, of practical effects, and there are some shitty CGI moments, but for the most part, it looks fantastic. I think it still holds up today pretty well. Yeah. And Harvey Keitel is fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and, and that last line always gets me to this day where the guys come in and they're mm-hmm. like, you know, what the fuck happened here, you know? And you know the whole story of these vampires, yeah. and, and they come out. And he was like, you know, um, talking about how the sunlight um, hit them. Yeah. Motherfuckers don't explode when, when sunlight, sunlight no matter them. how crazy they are. <laughs> Some fucking crazy psychos. <laughs> I love that line. So, um, from, dusk till ta- from Dusk Till Dawn was my number five. Take us to your number four. Uh, my number four is from 1995. It's also seven. Um, I kept that on my list. It, it's it's a movie that, you're right, keeps you on the edge of your seat that whole time. And that's that's really important. Like, horror just has to bring some suspense to you. And, and this definitely does that. Is there is it, you know, gory and bloody? No, but there's still scenes like the sloth scene. It's fucking horrifying. The gluttony scene where he's just drowned in, you know, fucking SpaghettiOs or whatever is yeah. really fucking disturbing and gross. Um, it, 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 it's a defining Brad Pitt kind of moment where he definitely burst into the scene as yeah. becoming a little more legitimate. Um, and it really helped set off David Fincher's career, um, which you can say yeah, a lot about that sure. too. Yeah. So, um, and, and Kevin Spacey, I mean, taking, taking yeah. a shot in the dark to take a role like that, you know, when that, that's definitely not the kind of role he had taken ever before. Um, it crafted and, a lot and, of careers for sure. Yeah, and he wanted to be kept, you know, a secret in that movie. Yeah. So when people saw it was Kevin Spacey, they'd be like, "What the fuck is this?" And like, does it still really hold up? I haven't, I haven't, I haven't seen it in does. ten years. Probably they did a really good job of keeping out um, like time, uh, like time based references. There's no pop culture references in it at all. It, it's it's a noir. Uh, it's, yeah, it's right there. Uh, like you could see it being you know from the fifties or from now. Yeah. Like you, even you when uh, even when they're reading from. Uh, John Doe's journal about uh, where you know I was on the subway today. Uh, there was this woman, and she was so disgusting. It's it, it's all timeless references. The only the only thing that'll change is if they decide that they're stop using subways. You know, like it's is a really really good flick. Madam, what's your number four? Uh, my number four is a Tales from the Crypt movie, Demon Knight. Yeah. Uh, I'm so glad you put on that. I, I, was obsessed, I was obsessed with that movie for the longest fucking time. I still am. Really? Uh, Billy Zane, man. One of Billy Zane's best roles ever. Yeah. Uh, Easy, Jada Pinkett's Then they made that shitty Bordello of Blood. Oh, yeah. I, I still, Tales, I still, Tales from the Crypt should still 
keep on going. Well, then later, the, and then they, then they had Ritual. With, you know why Bordello Blood sucked for me? You say Corey Feldman. No, I will Corey say Aim, sorry. they didn't no, make Chris Sarandon a vampire. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> I've always had a problem with that. <laughs> right, I said he was a creepy priest. <laughs> he was a creep, creepy priest. Uh, no, like, so I've, I've always had a weakness for Tales from the Crypt anyway. I, I own all the seasons on DVD. I even bought that stupid Jennifer Grey uh, ritual really? movie, which you can't recognize her from Dirty Dancing because she's got her nose fixed. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like, it, I, I can't help it. If it's got the Crypt Keeper attached to it, I'll end up buying it. And most of that has to do with Demon Knight. Uh, is, you know, it's a 1995, that's my the year I graduated, so it was my, my freedom year. And one of the things, I, I remember watching that movie, and, you know, you know, you read the back of the box, and on the back of the box is like, you know, this ancient evil of being fought and being sought by the ancient, and like the very opening scene with the, the cars racing down. Uh, for the first, like, 23 minutes of the movie, you have no idea who's the good guy, who's the bad guy, what the hell's going on, and then, you know, the the moment happens, and he punches, you know, the, the, he's walking out in cuffs, and yeah. it's like, ah, Oh, fuck it. And Billy Zane punches through the cop's head, and immediately it's just like, okay, this is a new movie, yeah. and I'm super on board. I'm so glad you put that. That oh, was, no. that was an honorable mention for it. sure. I uh, I remember watching it about five years ago, and I, it didn't hold up as much as I wanted to, but I still had fun. But I tell you what, it was like Mommy's Tit. I was on that movie all day. <laughs> <laughs> That was yeah. That was definitely one of my Humans, big ones when I was growing up. You're not worth the flesh you're printed on. <laughs> oh man! Don't you goddamn gold down there, you're motherfuckers! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Told my, you I love that movie. It's a good movie. My number four didn't make my top five horse sequels, so I'm gonna put it here. It's 1992, and it's Army of Darkness. Okay, I I'm a huge Evil Dead one and two fan. I mean, I have an Evil Dead two poster hanging on my wall made mm-hmm. out of the Evil Dead two cabin wood okay i'm a huge evil dead fan and i actually love evil dead one and two they're both completely different depends on what kind of mood you're in um we're actually doing a versus this year for halloween and i'm excited because i've always told myself i'm an evil dead two fan Mm -hmm. but i haven't you know put them side by side and kind of like you're doing one versus two one versus two two yeah, I, I, I would almost have to say right now without watching it, I agree. Yeah. But there are some Evil Dead 1 fans that think that Evil Dead 2 went to camping and they like the grindhouse I, I bits prefer, of Evil I Dead. prefer 1 so much really? more. See, that's what, that's what I'm I talking about. The, the first half of jumped. 2 is just rehashing the first movie. They but just with so much the first flavor. Well, the, the, first, the second is actually just basically like a... It's, it's a not, better it's version not a one, sequel. It's just a redo of it's the first. It's yeah. just, hey, we had a little bit more money. And we're but that's what I'm talking about. There's a lot of people like Josh Collard's one that he remembers liking Evil Dead 1. So well, I can't wait to put them side by side. It's because Josh is hipster and weird. Yeah. <laughs> he also likes Firefly. Let's just let's just move on. Firefly. But so I'm a huge fan of Evil Dead 2. <laughs> Army of Darkness, though. Don't, don't talk it, I think it's important that <laughs> for, my top, for my top five here... I would be it would be horrible not to put this on. At one point it was moved off mm-hmm. and I put it back on because anytime that you're like, Hey Brad, man, what are you doing on a Saturday? You wanna watch Army of Darkness for me with me? For me. <laughs> you wanna watch Army of Darkness for me? <laughs> I just can't handle it. I can't, I can't, I can't handle it right now. Do me a favor. Can you get a shoebox and make a diorama <laughs> for me about it? <laughs> anytime that you wanna wanna watch this, let me do I'm all there. Yeah. It's a fun movie. It's it's completely quotable. Oh my god. You know, I think it's probably more quotable than Evil Dead Two. Yo, she bitch. It's definitely the most quotable. It's definitely the most quotable. This you is get, my Boomstick. <laughs> the neck you get Necronomicon, you get Undead Warriors. I mean, this is completely just so much fun. Um, Army of Darkness had to be my number four. Where are you going? See, and that's my favorite of the Evil Deads, but I, I, I kept it off like just in t- I don't know. That was like one. Did where that I was make like, your horse sequels? Because you did that episode with us, didn't you? Yeah, I did not. I don't believe. 
Um, but I, I absolutely love Army of Darkness. I just it, it's too comedy for yeah. me. There's not enough horror in it. For With me my horror sequels, I had to be careful though because Evil Dead Two was there. I had. Um, Dawn of the Dead. It would have been easy to put Day of the Dead, <laughs> <laughs> Return of the Living Dead. What, what are your What are your five favorite of the Dead movies? <laughs> yeah, exactly right. All right. What's your number uh, three? Uh, my number three is our new Pantheon induction screen. Right, um, awesome. Like I said, I, I did give it a no, but I fucking love it. It's yeah. it's one of those movies that uh, I probably hadn't watched it in 10, 15 years, maybe even. And as soon as I put it in, I mean, it was on Netflix, so as soon as I hit play, it was just like, I was transported back to being this kid just fucking sitting there watching that movie over and over and over again. Every I remembered every single beat of it. Um, there there are fantastic lines, you know, the, I'll be right back. Yeah, like yeah. The, That whole, like, ending monologue, there's so many, like, great little yeah. things between the, the two killers. Live her alone, man! Live her alone! You uh, think you cut me a little too deep, man. My yeah. mom and dad are gonna be so mad at me! <laughs> Like and he ad libbed yeah. like most of that fucking scene, um, which is great. Um, Matt, can I say something real quick? Yeah. Um, I didn't get to say it at the beginning, but uh, Matthew Wade, Marshall Wade's brother, said something that I didn't even think about, and it's how well this movie plays in a post Columbine world. Because I think Columbine was ninety nine, this was like sure. ninety five, ninety six, okay. and I think it does. I think like you see how that kind of changed a lot of things and interactions within school. Um, yeah, I think it's kind of terrifying now to go back and watch Scream with those kind with with that shadow over it. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Um, yeah, it's a, it, it, it's a movie. It certainly has its faults, but it has so many great things. Like I said earlier, that opening scene is so brilliant and fantastic. Where I mean, Drew Barrymore was supposed to be the lead in this movie, and she was like, "Wouldn't it be more fun if I like died?" Yeah. <laughs> it was like, "All right, yeah, we'll fucking kill you, I guess." And. It really, like, changed because people thought basically she was going to be the lead in that movie. And then, like, oh, ten minutes in, she's fucking dead. Like, we're going on a completely different yeah. journey than we it's thought a, we were going to uh, go on. An iconic trope that happened uh, again, Psycho. actually. Psycho. Uh, well, Dust Till Dawn 2. No, oh, yeah. Uh, Bruce Campbell and Shannon Doherty die in the elevator in the first five Yeah, minutes. yeah, that's true. And they were on the poster. So Texas Blood Money? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was not my honorable mention. No. <laughs> but no, it's just it's one of those I always hated that movie because I didn't give Bruce Campbell anything to do. They well, that, exactly. That's the thing is like, what you know he's doing he, man. Big bold names on the bottom of the the bottom of the movie poster. You know Bruce Campbell, Shannon Doherty. Sign like, me up. And it's like hell yeah, and they die in the fr- you're like you feel kind of ripped off, but it's the same idea. You yeah. know they they took the you, know, you put the big name on the poster to get people to watch. And like then, I got fucked and then off. murder them off. And then Samuel Jackson gets eaten by a shark. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Deep Lucy, I love you so much. <laughs> oh hey, by the way, guys in two weeks i'm going to cincinnati and i'm going to meet bruce campbell for the second time and i'm getting his new book signed and my evil dead 2 poster signed oh i'm so jealous yeah i'm pumped oh it only cost me like 25 bucks guys that is awesome if he was at a con be like 75 80 bucks man but i get a copy of his book signed and whatever i want to bring for him to sign. that's awesome i almost wanted to get him to sign my arms as bruce was here (laughs) I'm not just saying. Bruce was here. I'm not just saying that you know I turn 40 next Wednesday, Uh, but you know, hey, just as a a, a side note, gotcha. (laughs) What's yours, bro? So my number three, uh, 1992 classic movie that uh, because I grew up in the Chicagoland general vicinity, within you know technically Indiana, but you know Chicago is the closest big city. Candyman. Mm So mm, anything yeah. that so growing up in within driving distance of Chicago, Cabrini Green was always like that spot that people talk about. 
you know, well, white people talk about. That was, that was, <laughs> my, everybody in my school, you know, they were all just like, going to Chicago, don't end up in the Cabrini Green. And, and so seeing a horror movie that goes, it's not about gang violence. It's not about, you know, it's, it's, there's an actual slasher here. And then you watch it and go, this guy was wronged. You know, like it's, it, it was the first time that I got to see a slasher movie. Like, cause in that time, it was before all the remakes and stuff where you, cared about any of the horror movies you know jason was just a killing machine you know yeah he drowned in the lake and whatever mm-hmm. but like he was a killing machine freddie killing machine michael myers who was you know burned to death by people yeah there's a sympathy that goes into both of those and, uh, i i have less sympathy for the 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 pedophile than uh sure, than most. Right. uh <laughs> like uh but like all at that time, most of the slashers were just evil for evil's sake, and you get through Candyman, and you find out that it's like, no, this guy really was, you know, like he he's kind of taking out some shitty vengeance on uh, on now it's gone too far and too long as ghosts do, but I thought that it was a really just a really cool uh, a really cool movie and area that had not really been touched on as far as slasher movies go it's always in the camp it's always in suburbia this was a you know apartment buildings you know this was downtown chicago effectively um it's just a really cool uh little thing and bees are scary you know <laughs> <laughs> tony todd is fucking scary tony todd's amazing yeah and so so i got to meet him at one of the horror hounds uh-huh. years ago and because i didn't want to be the guy who brings Candyman the 700th time uh, I brought a <laughs> straight to DVD Babylon 5 movie oh, cool. that he was a like one of the main like characters yeah. in the movie and I bring him this movie to sign and we're sitting there chit-chatting and whatnot and he I hand him I was like oh hey I'm, I'm in line I might as well have you sign something and I hand him the disc and he picks it up and looks at it and goes was I in this? <laughs> like, like That's so funny. honestly, didn't know, didn't remember. It was such a tiny, minor part out <laughs> of the so host funny. of things that he's done. And he signed it, and I still have it. Uh, yeah, I have the signed copy at home and whatnot. That's cool. uh, but it was during my conversation with Tony that uh, Tom Savini, who had the booth ne- right next oh. door to him, was being a dick to somebody, just being really kind of yeah. grumpy. Tom Savini, he can, yeah, he comes, he, off like he can that. get kind of grumpy. And Tony stopped our conversation to scold Tom Savini about, <laughs> hey, leave the kid alone. And, I, and it was one of those things where, you know, he's a big guy and he's barking. And they're friends and they're, yeah. they're you know, smiling and laughing it off. But it was the fact that they, you know, he, he took a second out of my out of my moment. Like, mm-hmm. hang on a second. Tom, leave the kid alone. He's, just, he's, he's, he's here to see you and he's excited. And it was a cool moment because it reminds me that, you know, these the actors and stuff they're real people too oh i I think that that's cool so yeah oh man my number three is uh, a movie that i think it showed people that you can take horror serious all right i think it was the the it could have been an oscar winning horror movie and it's from 1999 so i'm right on the edge there Mm -hmm. and that's the sixth sense Mm -hmm. all right this is before uh m M. night Shyamalan was known as the the twist guy where everything was a twist but this movie had the big twist ending where you Mm -hmm. wanted to go watch it like five times in a row you wanted to look at the different colored doorknobs you wanted to see you know you tear this movie apart just kind of like the 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 end of scream you know had a beautiful ending um the pacing to this movie is so beautifully 
um, beautifully done. The cinematography um, is great. It, it's an effective ghost story. I think it's probably one of the best ghost stories ever. I love that scene where the kids in the car and there's a traffic jam and they talked about how some he's like, well, someone died. The bi- someone the bicyclist, someone, the someone broke yeah. their neck and the mom's like, well, how do you know that? Um, or do you see her? Or so, I forget what she says. Yeah. And he goes, she's standing right next to me. Yeah. It was such a creepy fucking moment. Uh, but this is the movie that showed that Bruce Willis can do more than just action movies. People started mm-hmm. taking Bruce Willis serious. Um, and I think that it's so easy to write M. Night Shyamalan off for like his dumpster fire movies of the last fucking 10, 15 years. Yeah. It would be so easy to do if it wasn't for, I'm a big fan of Unbreakable, Sixthens, and Signs. Yeah. Okay, those three right there. Signs? Um, I like Signs. It would be, it would be my really third. Is. It would be my third but I think I haven't watched Sixth Sense and Unbreakable for a while, so I was almost scared to put put this on here. But I have such fond memories, and I can see a lot of it still in my head. And uh, so um, I think if I had to choose, it would go Sixth Sense, Unbreakable Signs for me. Uh, but this movie, um, just I don't know. I think it uh, it has an iconic line too. I see dead people, yeah. and finding out that Bruce Bruce Willis was the dead guy. You know, the, yeah. one of the dead people the entire movie was such a revelation sitting in the theater. So, and that's the movie that made M. Night Shyamalan a, a household name until he, you know, fucked himself. Right, but, and, and you hit on that. And people probably don't hold it as, as in high esteem as they should because he because had that, that. He, because that's he like, had that track yeah. record of bad movies where, that people hated. Like they they don't think about it. And I think even even Signs a little bit. You're just kind of like really. And it's like that shocks me. If you really go back and watch Signs, it's very Hitchcocky and it's very good. It's very well. No, I can't stand it. It's fucking fantastic. Um, I like it until you see it. it, it, I I like it until the actual aliens land. Right. Yeah. But you never really see see him. You see one that kind of like walks past. No, that's one of my favorite moments of all time. I saw when I saw in the theater that moment with the alien. It stops where where it stops the 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 Bigfoot shot. It's Mm -hmm. it's the it's the holy fuck shit. I remember. I'm getting goosebumps right now. (laughs) That moment. I remember how that felt in the theater, and I was Uh, like, holy shit, that could be real, dude. I have. But about five minutes after that shot, uh, the rest of the movie is fucking garbage. It's been a while since I've watched it, but I'd love to revisit it. Um, I did that same thing to a bunch of... It was a birthday party. A lot of uh, young kids were sleeping in a tent. And uh, with, before they went to sleep, I put on an old man mask. And we told a story about a train, right? Mm. And instead of going in and scaring the fuck out of them, I did the same thing that they did in Signs. I walk past the tent, I open it up, I look in, and then I walk off. <laughs> right into this day, they're older now, and they're like, you scarred me for fucking life. <laughs> it's all off of Sixth Sense that I learned that little tease from, you know? Yeah. Uh, but Sixth Sense is uh, such a fantastic movie. Um, that's my number three. Probably, probably the greatest twist ending of all time, maybe. I, 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 the, the most iconic. iconic. Easily the most iconic, I think. I would put Usual Suspects, the, the Kaiser so Sensei moment, too, yeah. higher. Yeah. But... I don't know if I'd call I, like I guess I didn't realize that signs would be horror. Yeah. I think more sci- sci-fi for or yeah, signs. Not signs, sorry. Uh, Six uh, Sense. Sense. Yeah, I mean it's 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 a yeah, I mean it's a celebrated ghost story, you know. And and for us, it's not like a killing movie like you would have like Jason or Freddy. But imagine being the young kid. Well, yeah, no, I guess seeing dead people everywhere you go, and you don't want to tell your mom because she. You don't want her to look at you like everyone else does. I guess I, I put it in the same family as like the Hitchcock movies and stuff. It's not horror, but definitely still spooky. Yeah, exactly. I wrestled with it for sure. Yeah, for I, my like, list. It's it's. I mean, it's an amazing movie. Uh, I just, but it, my, my rule always is: if you can fit it in another genre first, mm-hmm. that's where it should go for me. Okay. Gotcha. Um. So that's why at the beginning I was like, hey, when I look at Seven and and Cape Fear, I don't think of. I think it fits better in like crime or thriller. Is Cape Fear count as a horror? 
It's, it's, it, was on, it was on some lists, and it was yeah. I don't, I some don't people would. Horror, but yeah, that's that, and so that. when I think um, Sixth Sense being you know mostly a ghost story, you know, seeing dead people. Yeah. I think if I have to put it in a genre, genre, not subgenres, just genre. I yeah. think I'm talking horror mm-hmm. than thriller. All right, right. I think. I agree. So um, th- that takes us to number two. We're getting down, boys. Uh, my number two, maybe not as well known uh, as a lot of the movies that we've talked about. Uh, this is from 1999. It comes from Japan. It's called Audition. Oh, man. Takashi Mike, isn't it? Yes. He's celebrating his 100th movie soon. Really? Yeah, 100. Phenomenal. Um, <laughs> seriously, if you don't know Audition, it's it's really fucking disturbing um, because it's so realistic and, and you can believe everything. It's about a girl. She goes to this modeling audition, uh, gets kind of like hit on creepily and then she, you find out she's kind of a fucked up killer and like it's hmm. kidnaps these dudes. She's like cutting parts of their body off, making them like eat vomit. Like it's, it's really fucking disturbing. Um, it, God, I, you haven't watched it. Like, I haven't. See, no, that sounds... see if you can find it somewhere. Right. It is, it's it's maybe one of the best Takashi Jap- Mike. It's maybe one of the best Japanese horror movies of all time. All right. Have you are you familiar with Takashi Mike? The name is not. The spring. dude is fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Either you like. Have you ever heard of Ichi the Killer? Yes. That's Takashi Mike. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Did okay. you like Ichi the Killer? Yeah, it's all right. Then I would say yeah, that's how you probably, probably be in the same out. same yeah. level with okay. audition. He's a little too crazy for me. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, audition's a little more you know grounded. I feel like there's just. Uh, in one of my honorable mentions, I'll just say, you know, misery is one of my honorable mentions okay. because it's like it's very it's it's real people, like yeah. you're dealing with real people, and that's what audition is. It's very like this could just fucking happen. this could be a person. Like, this is okay. probably yeah. Yeah, I'll that's, tell. I'll look one into of those that. more, horrifying things. So yeah, audition. Check it out. I will. Uh, my number two is one that fell off of yours is Army Darkness. Oh, nice. Uh, and that so oh, my, that's my number four. Army Darkness. I fell off of his top. Oh, I sequel thought I thought was. I thought you. Oh, off your yeah. top sequels. Yeah. There you go. Uh, no, Army Darkness is my number two. Um, Bruce Campbell's amazing. Uh, Evil Dead Two is amazing. And gun to your head, you have to pick one. Army Evil Darkness. Dead One, Two, or Army Darkness. You can if, only... you had, if you had to. If I had to, yeah. Evil Dead Two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I mean, then the only reason it's not on here is it's because nice. it's not. Yeah. <laughs> so we have the limitation on the. 90s. Yo, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Evil Dead Two. I watched it a lot in the nineties, and it fucking counts. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, Army Darkness is just—it's iconic. You yeah. know, completely it's, it's, different too, man. It's and and I could hear someone say, "Well, it's not really horror; it's more." Comedy. I struggle with—I struggle with a little bit but, more fantasy. But there's a shitload of blood yeah. and like you have Necronomicon, Deadites, Deadites. It's a sequel to the a horror franchise. Well, and that's the thing is that it belongs in the horror franchise. Yeah. So I can't—I because I I struggled not putting Alien Three in this list because that's a horror movie more mm-hmm. than more than a sci-fi movie. However, it still belongs to a collectively sci-fi franchise. So I was like, nah, nah, I can't do it. Uh, so yeah, Army Darkness, 92. Right. I'm going back to 1999 again. And this was a groundbreaking horror movie. Um, it's found footage, and it's Blair Witch. Now, I 96. didn't... Is it 96? Mm-hmm. I have in my notes 99. Okay, well, I'll, I'll, I'll trust you. 96, <laughs> uh, but it's in the 90s. That's what we're going mm-hmm. for. Um, but, man, I did not... I didn't even know what I watched when I when this first came out. You know, I remember vaguely there being something like I was watching. I don't know, like my mom was watching Mari or something. You know, and or Oprah and the the cast or the the, the directors were there and they were talking about 
how these kids really died. I, I forget because I know the directors, you know, you know, was the cast. But it was ninety nine. You're right. Was it ninety nine? I was gonna say it's like it can't be ninety six. I, I forget. I forget what it was. But they were talking about this movie like it really happened. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it was one of the most brilliant, brilliant marketing, marketing campaigns brilliant ever. Marketing. Think about this movie. Ninety nine. When did internet become? a mainstream household thing where everyone's around on. that time 97, yeah. you just couldn't jump on and be like Blair which project you know are these kids really missing you know, nobody I, on Facebook was is this gonna real? spoil it for you <laughs> and then you get on there though and as limited as the internet was yeah. then there was fake interviews diary entries and the way that this movie ended too is like we're watching for the first time in the theater the, the kids could have potentially been murdered people walked out of that theater and been like that shit's real. I remember people thinking that movie was real. They yeah. just watch kids being killed by a fucking witch. To this day, that, that blows my mind. Um, but thinking about found footage, I'm not a huge fan of found footage movies. I think this did it the best in fucking 99. And I don't think there's been one that does it better. Because I'm not a fan of the, the other Blair Witch movies. Uh, yeah. This Book of Shadows or whatever the fuck Man. it was called too. Or the new one. But this one here, I just watched it a year ago. Okay. Because I watched it to get ready for the new Blair Witch. And I was watching this and I was completely entertained being yeah. lost in the woods and not knowing, you know, um, traveling day after day and then uh, falling asleep. Waking up hearing children laughing and someone shaking your fucking tent, not getting any sleep, wondering where the fuck you're going. If you're ever going to get home, you can deal with that for a couple hours, but a couple days yeah. goes on. And uh, this, I don't know, this movie was completely just groundbreaking. I uh, I really enjoyed it, um, and that's fresh coming off of a year ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just And dude, with these kids just being very um, amateur, that, that scene where... She's in the camera and she's crying and she's sobbing. Mm-hmm. That is like I don't know. That's pretty no, good it, shit for being amateur. And absolutely. And absolutely. I think the cameras and everything that they used um, really represent that film well yeah. today. You know, all these years later. So Blair Witch is my number two. Nice. Uh, you have a, a Blair Witch moment. A Blair Witch moment. Uh, fuck. I don't know if I have like. I remember drawing that fucking like symbol all the time yeah. when I. Cause the I weird was, like, stick I was, like, figure. Cool. I put that in my notes too. Totally... Design. That's a great design for a mm. horror film too, man. Yeah. Like I, I was totally one of those people that was like, I'm pretty sure this is real. Like yeah, I this, think is, this fuck, is real. This like, I was in like fifth, sixth grade. Or Did something. you see those shirts two people were making back then? Like missing, mm-hmm. and it had the the is it Burnettsville or Burkesville something like the Bur- yeah, Maryland Burkittsville. Yeah. Like you know these people have been missing. You know, people were wearing those shirts, man. I mean, this, it was totally mind-blowing to think how far we've even come from 99, okay, to now. It was one of the most ingenious marketing campaigns for a movie. S- super ever. cheap movie to make, and it made a gazillion fucking dollars, yeah. too. Well, and it's, it's also, it, again, like the marketing campaign was perfect on it because people could go to a map of Maryland yeah. and find this little burg. I remember, like, they were talking months afterwards of, like, that that town, that little town, was being still. People were still showing up to like go take a look, and like the local sheriffs and stuff were like, "No, you you need to make sure that <laughs> yeah. you like tell people, hey, cut it the fuck out, you yeah. know, like there are not missing children in our woods, you know, like this this is this is a state park, you know, this is not that big of a deal." Yeah, um, so, I was completely surprised how well it held up when I watched it last yeah. year. So my my Blair Witch moment, uh, I skipped work that day. Because uh, I had been told, I knew that it wasn't real, but I had not seen it yet. And ever, all my, several of my friends had seen it, and they're like, "Ah, eh, all the shaky cam, it made me sick." And I'm like, yeah, "Whatever, yeah, yeah. you know, that doesn't bother me." 
And I went on like a Wednesday afternoon at like two in the afternoon because I skipped work and I, I went there and I was the only human being in the theater <laughs> for a Blair Witch having never seen it before. And that just makes jerking off in the theater less fun. Well, <laughs> we'll be talking about that <laughs> in movie oh, okay. <laughs> So, so um, Did you read my notes? <laughs> no. I, there, while I was in the theater, that's the only time that I ha- that I can remember anyway that I have ever not like been pretty well fucking freaked out, you know, yeah. overall. But I had to piss so bad that I pissed in my popcorn oh. tub. Oh, you dirty motherfucker! I was by myself, completely. Now oh. I threw away. I didn't leave it for anybody. Oh, you dirty boy! But I, I didn't want to leave, and I didn't want to miss anything because I, I was I so. About you. you were the Blair Witch <laughs> bucket pisser. No, I was so. I about you in like '99. <laughs> I was so freaked out, and so like I don't want to miss because every five minutes or something else weird is happening. And yeah, I'm, and I'm completely by myself in this theater, so I'm like, I'm not gonna like expose myself uh. to children or anything so i can just do this yeah. and i remember kind of like kneeling down in the seat and watching his being in a bucket and then about 20 minutes later the asshole usher awesome. attendant guy you know how they always come in and check the well at least the uc they haven't seen check the popcorn buckets where they check the we're just uh, checking for uh, anyone check, pissing check, popcorn check bucket. popcorn buckets <laughs> no ch- uh, checking for uh they check like the the air conditioning or whatever uh-huh. uh i was so intent on the movie I did not see him come in. You didn't tell me this on your AV Assemble, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see him come in. All I saw, so I'm watching the movie, watching the movie, and then off to my right, there's just flashlight goes on because he's checking the the, uh, the air conditioning box, mm-hmm. and I almost shit my pants <laughs> because you know suddenly there's Where just... Where are you shitting a popcorn uh, bucket through? Yeah, well, I should have been. <laughs> no, so the bright light comes up in here, I, and now my heart goes back in my chest as soon as I see that, oh, okay, it's just the usher. He leaves, I finish the movie, and then you know the rest of the movie wow. freaks me the fuck out. But it was, it was, I'm sure if I would have seen it in a room full of people mm. or at home or something like that, it would not have scared me nearly as much as it did watching it completely by myself and then having the usher freak me out. But it was, yeah, like Blair Witch definitely had an impact on me. Uh, you know, I, there's a lot of people out there that I know that have hipstered at it and be yeah. like, Blair Witch is so stupid. I knew it was fake and derp, derp, derp. I don't care. It scared the shit out of me. Man, can you, uh, man, just. We need to do a top five episode of like the times that you wanted to piss your pants because you didn't want to miss the movie. That sucks, dude. When like, can you a Star Wars movie, right? Because you and I are oh, huge fucking Star Wars. Oh my Brian. god! Imagine Last Jedi, like third third act. You have and to piss. So, <laughs> in in my older age, I do not risk it. Uh, I don't drink for one day before a new uh, Star Wars no, movie. No, like out. if if it's because we've seen enough movies uh, now that you can normally feel the pace. Uh, I know there are apps that you can like if you're watching a movie, you're like, I have to pee. What's the best time to go pee? Yeah, they didn't type in the movie really? and it'll tell you like, hey, this moment nothing really happened. You can go take a piss. Holy shit! I need that. <laughs> app. I need that because <laughs> I, I have the bladder of a child. It's so, <laughs> it's so crazy to think how far we the all these movies that we just talked about. We're before the fucking smartphone. Yeah. Didn't have any apps. You couldn't even, you know, it's such a blind world yeah. in 1999. People weren't ready for movies like Blair Witch, you know? Ugh. But, yeah, so, uh... That's a great story. Next time when you have a story like that, just tell it so we don't waste our time telling our stories. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> most, 
Tell me your Blair Witch experience, because I've got one that's going to fucking blow it out of the water. Well, Brian, I was scared. (laughs) I was scared. damn it. (laughs) Sorry, Brad. All right. I don't even know where we are. You have your number two to say, Brad. No, I shared my number two. No. Oh, yeah, you're yeah. Blair Witch. Oh, yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. we were commenting on Blair Witch. All I can think of like is popcorn pissers. Piss. Yeah, so you shared Blair, Blair Witch Bucket Wizard. That's totally crude, man. Are we on number one? Where are we at? We're on number one. Number one. Right, so. Did you share your number four? I mean, your number two. Number four? Yeah, my number two is Army Darkness. Yeah. Right on, brother. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I pissed us into a time loop. Yeah, yeah and I went Blair Witch, and we got on to popcorn pissing. All right, we're at number ones then? Yes. All right. Um, my you just number... totally took the steam out of his number yeah. one. No, <laughs> you're, you're, I'm with bated breath. Okay. I will not yeah, have a story about your number one. Uh, you might have a story. Who knows? And your number one is? Uh, it's from 1991. It's a horror movie. In, in smaller context, it is more of the, the thriller, which I think... Just as much as, you know, Scream set off that slasher, this set off what thrillers would be for the 90s and, and moving Ooh. forward. Um, one of the most iconic performances on screen ever from Anthony Hopkins, and it's uh, The Silence of the Lambs. Mm-hmm. Um, there are moments in that movie that are still so just fucking gorgeously put together and, and horrifying. E- even even not in, like, the horrifying sense like of, like, gore and blood and stuff, but, you know, like... When she's like leaving the prison, and that dude just throws cum on her. Like that's yeah. that's fucking frightening. Like that really is. It's called like, now they call it Spider Manning, don't man, they? Yeah, yeah. probably. Yeah. Uh, but that, like that that's disturbing. Like the the scene where he you know he tricks the the guards into his cell and you know beats the shit out of him, and then they come in later and the dude's just fucking like hanging there all gutted and shit. Like yeah. that is fucking just terrifying. Um, Signs of Lambs is. is it, Genre bar none is just one of the best movies I think ever made. Um, really keeps you on your seat the whole time. Like I said, Anthony Hopkins puts on one of the most just terrifying. Performances. He puts on a clinic. He absolutely fucking does. Uh, one of the best just on screen performances ever. Um, you know, and it's maybe the best sequel ever. Boom. Yeah, take that. No, good job. Uh, Manhunter is the is no, the, yeah. the the prelude. Yes. Michael Mann. Not a lot of people consider those. You know? I've never yeah. I've never seen Manhunter. Uh, you, if you've seen Red Dragon, you've seen Manhunter, and you've seen the better version. Of yeah, Red I was Dragon. gonna say I was like <laughs> higher budget. Yes, yeah. you've seen the Evil to the Evil Dead Two version of okay. Manhunter. Yeah. yeah. Um, you would go piss in the toilet for that one. God damn it! <laughs> I should have I should have shut my mouth and just said it. It scared me, and then moved on. No stories about pissing in buckets whatsoever. Let's move on. So, I I like Silence Limbs a lot. That's a really good flick. I hate Jodie Foster. Her voice annoys me. But that's not why you watch that. That jog. Are you a bigger fan of Julianne Moore replacing I was, her in Hannibal? Really? Honestly, yeah. I, again, it has. It's just Jodie Foster's voice. I had the same problem with Contact. <laughs> like, I like, I, I just, I am you not a, Jody I am not a Jodie Foster fan. Apparently, I just. Yeah, and, you saw the accused, and you just put weird things on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, my number one, 1990, barely made it in mm. on the other end. Uh, Clive Barker's Nightbreed. I knew, dude. I was almost. Gonna, I didn't want to steal your thunder. I was going to say that you were going to say it. I just yeah. knew. I, I, no, that's how no, I knew you. No Brian, I knew Nightbreed was going to be. It on is there. one of my favorite movies of all time, uh, and so obviously it's one of my favorite horror movies. Uh, it's just fucking brilliant. About number three, I was going to be like, "Is Nightbreed on your list?" I was going to call it, but I didn't want to steal any thunder because <laughs> then you were going to say yes. I'd be like, "Yes." I, I knew it was going to be number one, but I knew it was going to be fucking no, close. Uh, no, they're uh, in my mind, 
there is probably no no horror movie of any genre that that matches what it does to me. So hits me on all cylinders. Right on. Hot monsters, evil monsters, <laughs> bloody death, face burning. All the levels. Hot monsters. <laughs> <laughs> I think you took way too long to pause. <laughs> Dirty. Hot, like hot monsters. <laughs> no, uh, it's phenomenal. I, I went out of my way to watch, to, or to go to the uh, Days of the Dead where they had the anniversary. Oh, cool. I, I got to work that show. Wow, that's crazy too. Yeah, because I'm always wondering like, what's the next big, cool... Um, Reunion because mm-hmm. I've been going to these religiously now for five years and I I haven't even seen a night breed reunion that seems like it should be coming back up soon. Not just that just happened uh, for a, the last five years, dude. Is I've been to every Days of the Dead and Hounds last five. I can't believe it. My life has been a bit of a blur. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'd have to look it up, but it hasn't been that long ago because it was they, like they, 2010 would have been a 20 year reunion. They did well. They did the reunion of it. It wasn't. Um, for it wasn't a year based reunion. It was the, for the release of the uh, the uncut version. Was it in Indianapolis? Uh, yeah, yeah. Because I've been to everything in the last five, so it must have been a little bit just a shy out of sight of that. Okay, that's yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, man. I worked that show and I got to basically be there for security at the panel and meet everybody oh. afterwards. And <gasps> that's cool. That's so good. I was just with actually. I'll wait until I get into mine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great pick. Um, yeah. So my number one uh, is Scream, nineteen ninety six. Oh, badass! And what was interesting about this is, um, it was very important to me that Scream be one of the top, one of the top for me to vote yes for Pantheon. You know, I, I it needed to be. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, I was really worried. I was like, man, there's some good movies. But after rewatching Scream two times for Pantheon consideration, um, I love it, man. It's uh, it's quintessential nineties slasher. That's a quintessential. 90s horror film, if not the quintessential. Um, it reinvented the slasher genre, brought, um, I think, horror movies back from the graveyard. You know, this was, um, you know, Wes, um, Wes Craven working, at, the, at I think, at, at his peak. I don't know. And, uh, guys, I love Nightmare on Elm Street. I do. Mm-hmm. I love, I think, Freddy is a great horror icon. But as a full package movie, I'm telling you guys, I think Scream beats Nightmare on Elm Street as a full package. I don't know. What do you guys think? I would disagree with that. Really? That would be hard. I'm talking, that would be hard I'm talking music, acting, cinematography, no, everything no. across the board, Nightmare on Elm Street 1. Acting? I, maybe. Uh, but Robert well, England acting, better I don't, than I, anybody I don't think, in Scream. Okay, see, that, you're, that's very, um, I don't know, England-centric. I'm talking about full, full picture. Right, sure. I think I'll go Scream. The skin in the cat scene of... Look at the uh, screenplay that Kevin Williamson designed here for Scream. I think... I even said in my review... A lot of, you know, it's underrated, like, when you look at mm. critically consensus. Like, Scream does not do very well. And I wonder if it's because it's from the 90s. I was like, let's put this in 1950. Let's give it um, a black and white, you know, film it in black and white. Put Alfred Hitchcock on it with Jimmy Stewart. I think Scream would be one of his most iconic movies. And you talk about the, the murderous plot twist. Alfred Hitchcock would have ate that shit up. Yeah, I think I this, this would have been could, a big movie. I don't know if you can do Scream outside of its genre because it had to have the the foundation built. Yeah, no, no, I'm not saying. Yeah, I'm not talking about the meta self aware. I'm talking more of that because uh, you look at Rope. You know, Jimmy Stewart. You know, uh, that murderous plot. Um, you look at a lot of the the early Hitchcock films uh, before he really made his break. You know, in like North by Northwest, Psycho, all those big ones. There, you look at like 1940s Hitchcock. He was really interested in in what was really going on in Scream because Scream is really 
you know, yeah, it's a slasher film. It has its very meta. It, it knows its horror roots. But you strip all that away, and it's pretty... It's a crime film, you know? It's these two kids. They're going out. They're committing murders with that twist ending, you know? Um, I think that this movie... I, I don't know. I don't know why it gets critically panned. I really don't, because I think it's a really brilliant movie. And I'm glad that it held up so well. Um, and as we brought up earlier, like Urban Legend, I know what you did last summer. Those movies don't mm. hold up. Um, I think that this movie is is just so exciting, so fresh. And I don't know if I mentioned, but I watched it with my daughter. Okay, she's never watched okay. Scream. It was so cool because... Another thing, like, if you tell me that you've never watched Scream, mm -hmm. it's a movie that I want you to watch with me. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, and that was, like, it was easy no-brainer there because I was watching it with my daughter, and it was so cool to hear her say, I think it's the principal, Dad. I think it's the principal. I love wrong guesses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so do I. And I'm like, oh, wait until she sees that there's two of them. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, Scream, I'm so glad that it held up, and... Um, I feel like I've kind of been a dick to it for a couple of years, you know? Like, I uh, just, I don't know. I'm just a little bit um, kind of like snobby nose. But I think Scream is, has held up very There's well. a lot of people doing that to a lot of really good movies lately. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> so I really do think Scream um, really holds up. But, guys, I want to break down um, just rapid fire here. I mm. want to talk about some other 90s films, honorable mentions, or maybe the movies that weren't going to be honorable mentions, but just to remind people the brilliant little nuggets that are out there that they might, after they hear it, go and, and pop it in, look it for it on Netflix or go buy it. So um, I do want to pop off a couple. Tremors. I haven't watched that in 10 years. That's okay. So it was, I was, it's, it's, it's such a fun movie. Like, it, yeah. and, and, and it's all practical effects, which look pretty fucking good. Like the yeah. graphics are fucking great. Does it? Yeah. There, there are there are a couple of moments where the inner the inner graboid tentacles look a little yeah, shitty, like a little uh -huh. but overall, Kyle's right. Yeah, let's just keep on doing. It. We'll comment real quick, okay? Oh, I'm sorry. Um, together, I, I keep like buttoning on you. No, 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 no. You're good. No, I just say like instead of us all going around um, afterwards, if you guys have something to add, add it. Sure. But I'm um, just go around. Uh, Trimmers, I actually got uh, a guy at work who's a new video lander. Um, he was like giving me a little bit of shit for. I told him that Trimmers probably wouldn't make it, and mm -hmm. I was like, I haven't watched it. You know, if and we can always update the website. So if you watch something that's like it blew your mind, we'll put a little asterisk down there, note and change it on the website. But Trimmers, I wanted to revisit, just couldn't. Um, 1992's Dead Alive. Mm -hmm. Peter Jackson. I didn't get a chance to revisit that, but I remember uh, that one great scene at the end where he's like, I kick ass for the Lord! You know? <laughs> it's just so bloody. It's a bloody masterpiece. Oh, yeah. This was Peter Jackson before fucking King Kong, Lord of the Rings. It's funny to think, before too, that... Before Frighteners. Yeah, before Frighteners. <laughs> yeah, we, you brought up the Frighteners, you know, the Peter Jackson flick. But yeah, what do you guys think about Dead Alive? Oh, it's great. I mean, yeah, like... It's been a really long time since I've yeah. seen it. I really... And dude, I remember that little monkey fucking biting at the beginning. Everyone's like, Zingaya! Think I have the bite. <laughs> the bite. <laughs> um, have you guys ever heard of Funny Games? Yeah, uh, yeah, that was that was one that was uh, on my honorable mentions. Uh, something that got remade, you know, a few years later, um, and and it's still pretty good when they remade yeah. it. But like uh, the original is fucking great. Yeah. I liked Funny Games until it got to its gimmick. Mm -hmm. I hate the fast forward rewind. Okay, and that was in the bullshit new at the end. Yeah. Hated it. Like it, it made like suddenly I was like wait whoa 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 why is what what the fuck is going on I would have rather them end the movie and then been like and this could have happened yeah. and then like done an alternate ending or some shit like that 
I despise. Like, it, it ruined the rest of the movie for really? me. I, I think it's a very entertaining, because um, I'm not a big fan of the home invasion. You know, I just see a lot of stupid shit in home invasion movies. Um, so I think it would be definitely my number one or two on a home invasion list. Um, but still couldn't make my top five 90s. Um, guys, one that I love, and it was uh, probably a, um, a number six, seventh man, was um, Wes Craven's People Under the Stairs. Ah. Mm-hmm. I thought he was doing something fresh and exciting there. And it's, it's, a, it's a fun movie. It's a very, it's a horror adventure, you know? It, it's just, it's a lot of fun. What do you guys think of People Under the Stairs? It almost cut your list? Yeah. Did you I think wa- about it? It doesn't movie I watched a lot as a kid, because it wasn't like, Fuck it's yeah, not man. like a horrifying like horror movie. It's something that's kind of slightly palatable, you know, for, like a, for horror, a child. a horror version of Goonies. Life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Cord, you go. The basement The kid. dark side of Goonies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, yeah, I watched it a lot as a kid, uh, and that that was kind of a, a big gateway movie into horror movies yeah. for me. What was that? Uh, I had two honorable mentions. Uh, one because of my inexplicable like love of things Lovecraft is uh, nineteen ninety five in the Mouth of Madness. Oh, cool! Uh, adore that movie. Sam Neill uh, being an author whose stories are so intoxifying that they. Uh, uh, created a cult like that ended up raising up actual old ones because they the belief in them was so strong and just some of the visuals are even now are amazing really uh like there's the, one of the opening shots is uh, sam neil and his editor are sitting there talking at uh at, at like a diner in front of a window and you're paying attention to them talking have either, either you seen yeah, it's it? been a long time uh they're 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 talking and you're listening to their conversation because it's obviously important because it's the opening scene of the movie and you know, like okay, you're and in the background, uh, there's a guy in a bathrobe with an axe, who's just kind of walking around aimlessly in the street, scaring people away, and he's slowly getting closer to the window, and they don't see him coming, and no one inside the restaurant is noticing or anything like that, and eventually he gets to the window and says something creepy, and then you know shatters the window with his axe or whatever. But it's there, it's a good six minutes of of dialogue mm-hmm. that. You have to try and pay attention to because it's important what they're talking about. But the whole time, over their shoulders, you're like, dude with a fucking axe. Mm-hmm. Bathrobe and axe. Axe guys, <laughs> there's an axe, dude. Like, it's that moment. And the whole thing is extremely Lovecraftian. It's all about the, the old ones coming back. And this guy's writing is bringing them to the fore. It's fucking brilliant. And it should have made it onto my list. But then things like you know, Army yeah. of Darkness and stuff kind of... It's hard. Just, it, yeah, it's it, top five is very difficult. Yeah. Well, in case you guys don't know, um, so I'm revamping the entire website. I think that, you know, especially while you've been doing this with us now, what, two years almost? Mm-hmm. Going on two? And it's like, we've I've learned so much through Pantheon top five. So yeah. I mean, dude, guys, this is 224. Episode 224. Every episode is about two fucking hours long. Yeah. You know how much learning how much film school that fucking is that's a lot of fucking knowledge of just yeah. talking movies and so I'm going back and I've gotten rid of all of our top 10 genre films okay. we're doing it again but we're doing top fives you know it's like if you can't make a top five list then what the fuck right? <laughs> you can have honorable mentions but I want to break it down anything after five is horseshit to me I want to talk about top five and that gives us a chance of updating and making a lot of notes mm. doing it again that's cool. okay so um Another one I want to talk about was uh, Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Yeah. I thought that was a pretty interesting, you know, Freddy movie. It actually made, and when I was doing top tens, it mm-hmm. was in my, outside of my top ten list on uh, for horror sequels. You know, mm-hmm. Interview with the Vampire guys. Mm. Not, not as really? big of a fan there. I haven't watched it in years, but I remember loving Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise their chemistry, and I was really surprised yeah, that no. they never made any kind of movie together after that. Um, anything? I'm you want assuming to it's because Tom Cruise is crazy. 
<laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, Child's Play 2 and Bread of Chucky were both mm-hmm. in the 90s. Um, I think 1990, 1999, mm-hmm. something like that. And I just watched Child's Play 2. Um, Jennifer Tilly. I just watched Child's Play 2. I watched the whole series. I'll tell you what, guys. Um, I love Bride of Chucky. Mm-hmm. I yeah. really love Bride of Chucky. It's super fun. Yeah, in Child's Play 2, the uh, the horse scene where at the, at the very end we're in the factory. Is 2 or they're at the military school? No, no, that's 3. That's 3. 2 okay. is when he, they kill him inside the doll factory. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's fantastic okay, okay. stuff, man. Um, and then Waxwork 2 Lost in Time. Wow. Do you remember Waxwork 1 and 2? Uh, the fun, underrated horror comedies, no? I don't think no. I... Uh, this, this you, may have, I'm really surprised. This might have fallen under my radar. I, we'll, we'll watch a trailer after we're all done. All right. Okay, and I, I know you've seen it, but it's a it's a it's one of the first horror comedies. Okay, and it makes fun of the genre. Like they go into a wax museum, everything comes to life, and they're in different, you know, um, uh, just different genres, kind of right. Hmm. And then Waxwork Two gets more sci-fi. Like they they riff on Alien and things like oh, that. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't. What's I don't the guy's think, name from Gremlins? Gremlins One. The guy who, you know the the kid who has um, Gizmo. He's in. I think he's yeah. in both of them. Oh, uh, okay. Um... Yeah, but anyway, he's he's in he's in both those. Um, so actually, guys, that's all I I wanted to bring up. I am going to share Wayne's top five, but anything else that you guys wanted to talk about real quick about nineties? Um, I, I, I brought up Misery. Um, I think that's a fantastic yeah, yeah. one. One, of, oh, one yeah. of those those thrillers. It's got one of the most horrifying scenes ever. When the hobbling, when she just breaks his fucking ankle with the sledgehammer. Uh-huh. Just, Which is, that's one of those moments where uh, the the movie is actually scarier than the book. Yeah. The hobbling of the book, she just cuts his foot off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is way worse. Gnarly. Way yeah. worse. Yeah, 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 yeah. Way worse. And seeing it and the way it bends. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, uh, Leprechaun, as, as silly as those are, like, uh, Warwick one. Davis is fantastic. Yeah. Jennifer like, Aniston's in the first yeah. one. Pre-nose job. Yeah, those those were two. And then oh, Candyman, Blair Witch Project, Sixth Sense, Tremors, I had all those written down yeah. too. So, yeah. I mean, we hit What was your sixth man? Uh, it probably would have been Blair Witch Project. Yeah. Mine was in the mouth, man. Okay. Um, let me share Wayne's top five AV mailbox. We will have never heard of any of these movies. (laughs) (laughs) That's the kind of movies Wayne likes. The Torture on Witch Mountain. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Number five was Cemetery Man. Okay. No? No. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard this. That sounds familiar. Yeah, you, you've you've seen this. Okay. I know you have. Um, it's been fuck fuck a load of years since I've watched that. Since the video store hanging out with Wayne. Number four, people under the stairs. Okay. Awesome. Number three, in the mouth of madness. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> go Wayne, go. Number two, dead alive. And number one, none of us talked about this tonight. And I'm actually not a fan. And I gave him shit over the phone about it. <laughs> but um, each his own. Um, there are some fans, and it's Bram Stoker's Dracula. Really? Yeah. I, I like the movie a whole lot, but it's got some pretty campy, dumb moments. Yeah, and I, I, the reason I can't get behind it is, man, I watch it, I see Keanu Reeves, I see Winona Ryder, and I see, you know, um, Gary Oldman, and I think Gary Oldman's doing a fine job, and there's there's some great stuff in it, for sure, but um, I'm always reminded I'm watching a fucking, you know, celebrity movie. You yeah. know, it just, it takes me out every time. But, yeah, no, great choices uh, there, Wayne. Uh, very inspired picks, I think. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. great job. Thanks for sending those in. Uh, we've gone pretty long tonight, so let's just jump right in to movie news after Kyle says a blessing over the movie news. Welcome back to movie news. Tonight we are very sad to report 
that Haruo Nakajima, I hope I did not butcher that, has passed away at 88. The Japanese actor played Godzilla for 12 consecutive films, beginning with the original Godzilla 1954. I'm not a big Godzilla fan, um, but you got to respect that. You have to respect that. I've always said they haven't made the um, the monster movie that's in my head. I'm not a guy, mm. you know, kaiju fan. I want to be. I really do. They just I have not watched one that that uh, excites me. But I have on that Jet Jaguar train. <laughs> you have to you have to respect that though. Um, so hats off to you, good sir. You did Absolutely. a badass thing. Yeah. Any um, comments? Where I, you had, I, adore, I, I adore Godzilla, and that's a a, a sad moment. You know, he was just at the uh, dawn of or the Days of the Dead convention um, a month ago that George A. Romero canceled at. Oh, really? He was there he signing. Was there st- yeah, and I almost got his autograph. You know, but I wasn't a big Godzilla fan. I, although, hey, I have a lot of respect. Just didn't. Man, you guys can see in here. I don't have a lot of room on the walls. You yeah. know, so I passed it up. But um, it's sad. We lost two huge icons. Yeah. Um, with George A. Romero and uh, Haruo Nakajima here. So, um. Anything else you guys want to add to that? Surprise for my giant stompy homie. Yeah, I'm surprised he didn't die. You know, sweating to death in those suits. You know, yeah, no years shit. before, like that's that's some fucking work. All right, on to other news in AV style. A New Jersey man was caught masturbating during the e- Emoji Movie. <laughs> what did you guys hear about this? Apparently, it's so bad you got to entertain yourself. <laughs> this is took my kids, and it's actually really fun. Okay, now here's all the info I have. Okay. So, Abraham Parnes, I believe that's how you pronounce his last name, 43, has been charged with lewdness after a mom reported he was masturbating at a kid's movie. Um, The New Jersey mother was uh, disgusted after she took her children to see the emoji movie at Escape, um, Howl, and saw a man with his zipper undone. Uh, Parnes turned himself in after an anonymous tip led to police, um, and they identified him, put him in the slammer. (laughs) What the hell? <laughs> I don't know, dude. You know, he was probably bored to shit, and he just started jerking off. He probably didn't even know he was doing it. No, I, I'm pretty no, sure he went there with that intent. That, that, that guy has realize. That guy has problems. How do you see the poop emoji, and you just your first thought is who's voiced Patrick by Patrick Stewart, Stewart and you just jerk so, in it? That and there's sense. there's a moment in the movie. Like I said, I went and saw it with my uh-huh. kids, and it was actually a lot of fun. So okay. fuck the haters. It's fun. Okay, what do you? Okay, Brian. What do you do here? All right, you have you have your kids. Yeah, you watch an emoji movie. Yeah, you stretch whatever, right? And you turn around and you see a dude just fucking jerking his pecker off while he's watching an emoji movie. Do you say something or do you the, just like, oh yeah, no, no, just the first, watch emoji. no, no, no. The first thing you do is calmly explain that you busted the dude and hope that he will simply get up and fucking leave. <laughs> that shame will force him out of the theater. Uh-huh. Well, what if it's down the other, like, you can see that he's, you can tell he's jerking his dick, right? But it's far enough down where you're going to make a scene by saying, no, no, sir! No, then you get up calmly. Uh-huh. It's all about, it's all about presentation. You don't want to freak the kids out either. Yeah. So you get up calmly, you walk over to, you get roughly behind him, hopefully not in the way of anybody else watching the movie, uh-huh. and you lean over, and we go, hey, cut it the fuck out. But you kids can, flick. I don't know if I could do that. He's has he has a fistful of it's dick. Way too calm. He has a fistful no, no, no. of dick, and I'm like, sir, no, I, stop. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I yeah. don't know how. I don't have the balls <laughs> to do that. You, you wouldn't say anything. I don't know. How, I don't know. I think I would no. be. I honestly, you want my honest opinion? I think I'd be like, I I have no idea how I'd react to this. I'd be like, 
what the you, you am I seeing someone jerk off? Am I awake? Is this guy jerking off in a fucking movie theater? Mm-hmm. I, I what the fuck? Yeah, no, it's it, what would you do? I, I would draw attention to it very loudly. Yeah, I wouldn't want to do it in front of the kids though. That's the thing is because I, they turn around and you're yeah. like, "Hey, Beckerwood, stop jerking it!" And they all turn around like, "Oh my god!" So that's that's, that's the only reason I would try to handle it calmly because I wouldn't want to make a scene in front of the kids. Yeah, that's. First and foremost. Because it's dark in the theater, too. And he's close enough that you can tell he's jerking it. But fucking people five or six rows up, they just see you're the asshole screaming at someone because they don't see him jerking off. And now you're the asshole. I'm not an asshole. I yell, hey, put your dick away. (laughs) (laughs) Then they go, oh, that guy must be jerking his dick. Which which I can't do. But then they might think you're like this handicapped dude. Because who's going to pull their dick out in a movie theater? Uh, Hey, put your dick away. Mr. Abraham Holmes or whatever his name is. (laughs) All right, guys. Marvel, I think we can agree, has a villain problem. Correct? Yeah. But you know who doesn't have a villain problem? Uh, Indiana Jones. Nazis are top-notch villains. (laughs) (laughs) James Cameron's Avatar. Uh. He recently announced that Stephen Lang will be the villain for the next four Avatar sequels. See, why would you say something like that? Because if he's the villain, that means that... He doesn't die? You know he doesn't die. Uh, did he, he die get, in the first one? I think he got two massive Navi arrows right through his fucking chest. <laughs> so, I mean, are they going to, like, do they can infinitely Avatar clone Ryan, him? aren't you an Avatar fan? He, no, I'm He becomes not. one with the trees. Oh, Jesus. He's going to be a cyber... He's, he's going to be like a Matrix, kind of like Agent Smith, like yeah. thousands of Stephen Lang. He's going to one of those dragons and he's fine or something. I'm not going to beat this. Nope. I'm not going to beat this off like this dude beat off in the Emoji Theater, but... <laughs> Are you again, Kyle? I think we've talked. Are you excited? I've never cared about do you give anything a fuck? Avatar. Very, very few fucks. Okay, honestly, do you guys know one guy in your social circles that gives a fuck about the Avatar movies? I think I might have one person that says, I really like the first one. And he owns a blue fleshlight. But Brian, you, you, <laughs> there's Brian, no way he doesn't. You travel a lot. Yeah. You know a lot of people. Yeah. Only one. One that I can that I that I might th- give a fuck. One one that I know f- has said in my presence, I really like that movie. I'm excited to think about that. Other than that, maybe lukewarm at best. Man, and they just build a park. Who's gonna give that fucker money to build a? He's probably built himself. I don't know where the funds come from. Uh, but goddamn, building a goddamn park. I don't get it. Uh, but there's gonna be a lot, and I like Stephen Lang, guys. I do. I was actually wanting him to be Cable in the new Deadpool movie. I thought he would have been a great pick. Um, segue into that. Did you guys see the images of Josh Brolin as as Cable? Yeah, what do you think? It looks pretty good. I, it's Deadpool. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, but what I, about I, let's talk about Cable fucks. though. Do you do you like the character yeah, Cable? Oh, he's not big enough, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I at this point. If I start to care, I'll just get mad that it's in Deadpool, so I just let it slide. See, I'm a little bit... I don't know. I'm, I still think there's more inspired casting. Like, he looks okay. I have no problem with the way he looks, but as Thanos and as Cable, I don't know. I just think that you could probably pick someone else to be There's seen. a lot more people out there that could probably do it. Do it better, I think. Yeah. In the same... In a similar vein, uh, I, the Twitter verse was plastered with the Domino pick. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Which... Again, I was lackluster about that. You know? Give me an X-Force movie. That'd be cool. That's coming out put, next year? Put, yeah, Fine. but fucking Deadpool will be all over it. Fuck that douche. But I think that they could have done more than just make her a black exploitation flick. Because that's all she is. And that sucks. That's what it seems to be. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, we haven't seen anything yet. Yeah. We, just saw a picture. We, saw, we saw a picture and we saw the 
the the attitude behind the picture. Now, mind you, it's a Deadpool. It could be anything. I think that's just racist. <laughs> you racist popcorn yeah, racist. Here's the thing. I really like the actress, uh-huh. and I think she'll be fine for Domino. Brian is not a... If you, we have some new listeners, Brian, you are not a Deadpool fan. That is as far of a misnomer yeah. as you can get. Now, I'm, I like Deadpool. I could give two shits less. I think the Deadpool movie is overrated. I love Deadpool. Love yeah, I always said that if I was a um, a DC character or a Marvel character, I would be the Green Arrow, okay, a Green Lantern, Green Lantern. of the Deadpool universe, okay. <laughs> yeah, I would be the Deadpool of the Green Lantern Green universe. Lantern. Yeah. I would have my my ring, and I'd be saving people with <laughs> dicks, making dick with dicks, yeah. dick constructs, dick and, ships. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, that'd be me. I could, I could see that being your force of will. Um, according to a statement, guys posted on. Facebook, um, Chris Pratt and Anna Ferris just announced separation. Man, this actually seriously... Yeah, that's a bummer. It bummed me out. Yeah, they seem like a really fun like couple, so that was, that was surprising. Yeah, that really bummed me out, man. Like, Because you look at these, I think they were married for eight years. They had uh, a kid, and they look like the real deal. Yeah. You know? and, and I hope it's not because, I mean, we've joked ever since the inception of fucking, um, <laughs> of AV, that he's a fucking, his dick's on fire. You know, he's a pussy magnet, you know, and I hope that it's not because of that, man. I hope he's just not too if I, big. If I were to put any, uh, any guess, I mean, I'm, I, obviously I'm not, not, you know, privy to anything that they've had to deal with. They might have to deal with all kinds of other stuff, but he is a rising star and she is most certainly not. Yeah. But that and should not that, be. But that can create a no, shit in, in, in a star a in a star studded household. That could cause a lot. Well, I of mean, trouble. when they were first together, he was an absolute nothing. Yeah. and she was hot shit then. And he is a pussy magnet. That has to have something to do with. Like this dude could have anybody he wanted. And I'm not saying that's a very a good. Th- I'm saying that is a reality. Yeah. And that sucks. I hope that has. I like. I love Chris Pratt, and they look like such a great couple, man. It's like the Hollywood couple that were genuine. You know. Yeah, no, it sucks. He actually had a, uh, I had pulled up a quote from, it was, a, it was a while back, but he says, Anna and I are meant to be together. This again, probably a couple years old. Our relationship has made me believe in divine intervention and destiny just as much as my crazy career and the way I fell into this life. And I'm like, God damn it, man. <laughs> That's just, you know, that sucks. That sucks. Um, I haven't really felt like that about any, you know, like celebrity relationship. I just, that really made me kind of down this week. So I can see that. That's a bummer. All right, guys. Netflix just bought a comic book company. Did you guys hear about that? Yeah, the Millerverse. So, yep. So this is their first ever acquisition. I think there's only been a few acquisitions like this in history, right? DC, Marvel, mm-hmm. um, and now you have, um, yeah, Millerverse. You have a, a media company buying a comic book company. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's pretty big, man. I mean, I mean you guys they, excited they, about this? I mean, they've already talked. They want to do a whole Millerverse. Like they they have the rights to everything, but like kick ass, uh, kick ass. What's the other big Kingsman one? and Kingsman? Yeah. Um, and then Wanted. They're not. Sh- it's kind of murky yeah. on whether or not they have rights to. And those, that right there, those three titles together, that's a billion dollar box office. You know that yeah. that you know he has his fans. But I heard that just recently, and you know it's true, Netflix is, I heard somewhere around the ballpark, like $20 million in debt. You know, um, they're making some really great stuff, and I'm hoping they're going to have that turnaround where they can, you know, they can they can pay those debts, you know? Yeah. Because um, they're doing some very, very fascinating things. But, you know, with all, I always say that, man, I get so busy with AV and movies and just my hobbies, I don't have a lot of time to consume everything, you know? So i got to be very selective. I don't. Yeah, <laughs> I, I have to be very selective, and I don't know if I have time, you know, for Millerverse. If, if it's on Netflix, I will. 
Yeah. Well, with the other big news involving... You I was going to say Disney Net- pulling all of its shit off of Netflix yeah. and starting its own service. Well, uh, there's going to be a lot more room. Th- to that's focus. on my notes of stuff to talk about and ask you guys about is so the Marvel stuff that Netflix has done mm-hmm. has been so huge and so connected even tangentially with Disney pulling out. Oh, yeah. What the fuck does that do to the Marvel Netflix series? Well, I believe there like, has to be some sort of contract in place yeah. beforehand, so I don't, I don't think Marvel I've heard that Defenders is staying. Anywhere. You know, that's their. their well, I mean, because those are already made, but I'm like, in the future, because they were talking about, you know, eventually maybe doing some Marvel yeah. Knights and doing a Punisher series and doing this, that, and the other well, thing. Well, those might be. Are those are going to get pulled and go I, on this new I, Disney series? I mean, this Disney the, service? They're going to, like, contract, like, the stuff that they have yeah. is for years down the road. So, but I mean, depending they've got on licensing how, how, for this stuff for a while. It's kind of like, you know, Sony and Fox have certain yeah. characters. Well, I was going Disney. He's got some fucking power, and if Netflix is in if this hungry for money, they could be like, "Well, we've yes. got this giant good, debt." Good I, them, I heard a rumor, and you know, Sony isn't this the juggernaut that it used to be in the fucking eighties mm. and nineties. I heard a rumor here recently that Disney is in talks of buying fucking Sony into your Marvel problems with any of your fucking characters. You know, that's not you know over at Fox. Right. But who does Fox have still? Uh, X Men, Fantastic Four, Fantastic Four. Right. Yeah. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah. Well, yeah, probably no name characters. Yeah, some small characters that they could be interesting. You know, you never know. Um, but yeah, other than that, Letterman is coming to Netflix. Yeah, I think it's really that. cool. That should be really. Fantastic. Did you guys miss Letterman? I do. No. I he was my Johnny Carson. I went to Ball State, so I went to Ball State, so you know Letterman's kind of ingrained in me and, and a lot of things. And I watched him a lot as a kid. Like that was my late night person for the longest time. Then I you know transitioned over to Conan. Yeah. Um, but it, yeah, and it's it's it looks like it's gonna be you know he gets to pick all his own guests, so he's not sitting there like talking to people he doesn't want to fucking talk to like, and he's friends with like big people. I'm sure you know we'll see Bill Murray and shit like there, yeah. and uh, it's so, so he's right. gonna it's do like, his on the street stuff. It's too, six which, hour long, you know, um, episodes is what uh, we've been told. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't really heard all the details um, or the format, you know, but it sounds like it's gonna be on the street kind of stuff. Um, but you know how I am about beards, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kurt Russell's beard, David Letterman. <laughs> David Letterman has a fucking beard, and it's badass. I want him to have a beard. You probably don't give a shit, right? No, it's a grizzly old man beard. You want his grizzly old beard? He looks so awful with it. Yeah? No, he looks terrible with it. You don't it. give a shit about I am ambivalent either. about Letterman. Like, <laughs> one way or the other. Yeah. Uh, I, I never really watched him before. A couple of times I've caught him, I'm like, meh. It's a late night host. I, you hope, know, like his, he, it's... I hope his beard interviews Kurt Russell's beard. Oh my God, Brad! You have got such a <laughs> I, weird beard I remember, boner. I remember you giving me so much shit like, over I the fucking. I still do. Uh, it's was so it? weird. It was, like, it was the whole Kurt Russell Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, you're like he's gonna be amazing because he's got a beard. <laughs> he's you've seen his beard in the in the trailer. <laughs> No. Nope, don't care. All right, guys. A New Line Cinema Studio uh, memo was released this week. It revealed that Ash was going to kill Freddy for good. In the Freddy Wait, versus Jason. Wait, New Line still around? No, this is a, this <laughs> this, was a memo. This, this, is this, is a, this is a post memo. Like, like, post fucking hell. Yeah. yeah, so uh, Ash was going to kill Freddy for good in Freddy versus Jason versus Ash. You know, the original and, screenplay that came out. Yeah. yeah. Do you? I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you think that would have been a good idea? Because Robert England was getting, you know, he was getting sick of wearing the makeup all the time, and you know, he wanted out of Freddy. And yeah, he's he's never, you know, he's been throwing cash to do probably another Freddy movie. Yeah. You know, he he sticks to his guns. He doesn't want to do another Freddy movie. So. Um, sounds like he was cool with the idea of Ash coming in. Um, as a horror fan, guys, would you want to see Ash put down Freddy? I I wouldn't be against it. I mean, like, again, Freddy vs. Jason was fun, but not good. Yeah, I agree. And I think this would be the same the same category. It'd just be it'd be a cash grab that was worth watching. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. That's it. Do you think, because I mean, we we see everything as a cinematic universe now. Everything. Yeah. You look at Transformers, you look at fucking Marvel and DC. Um, if they would have... If they would have did one more, right? Mm. Do you think that door, the doors would have blown off and would have became this huge cinematic universe? Because there was all kinds of talks of Child's playing, Michael Myers, Chucky. I think you, you Ash. It would be real easy to go too far, especially they, with cinematic. They almost, they almost did already with Freddy versus Jason. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Because I like Freddy versus Jason, but yeah, I, I agree exactly what you said. Not great. But a fun movie. Yeah. Do, I, I think that those, some of those other ones could have been interesting, but there there's some really weird combinations there, like yeah. like Pinhead and Chucky. I just don't know how that works. Yeah, you know, I don't even know if uh, Freddy, Jason, and Ash really works. Not really. Yeah, I, again, again, it would have to be ham fisted and weird, and you know, introduce the Hypnocell. 6.7 that was made out of the glue that binds the Necronomicon together and yeah whatever yeah um, the director of the upcoming adaptation of Stephen King's It says he wants to tackle Pet Cemetery next and, now, and we haven't watched It yet so we have no idea what kind of movie this is but from the trailer it looks pretty looks fantastic it looks pretty um, I, I, I love when you have directors who latch on to their writers, you know, mm-hmm. or a director and a star. I love I love those combinations and those duos. Um, I think it'd be really interesting. I mean, we haven't had a Stephen King relationship with a director since, what, Frank Derenbont with yeah. The Mist and Shawshank Redemption. Um, so I'm actually hoping this paves the way for this guy to do some more Stephen King stuff, if it's good, honestly. I mean, they've already cool. talked about they kind of want to start doing a Stephen King kind of universe thing, um, start connecting... Some of his old films. Bring, I mean, all of his bring things together and connect them. I was gonna, his stories are connected anyway, mm-hmm. so it just makes sense. Did you watch Dark Tower? Either one of you? I did. <sighs> did what'd you think? If you've never read the book, because I've only read the first one, and it's probably fifteen years ago. Really? I, I there was a lot of times in that movie where I was like, I don't, I don't remember this. Yeah. I don't remember. Like it, it, it was. I remember these characters, but I don't remember what the fuck is going on. Yeah. And then after the fact, one of my like re, like religious Dark Tower followers. He he and I chatted about it, and he reminded me that the the reason why I was feeling that way is because this movie was it was like they took a handful of pages from the Gunslinger and like grabbed them and handed it to the scriptwriter and said, "This is the stuff you can use, hmm. but you got to make a ninety minute movie on a sixty million dollar budget, yeah. which is fucking unheard of for such a." Um, Epic movie. Yeah. You know? I heard Matthew McConaughey wasn't that good in it. Uh, he... <sighs> I heard Idris Elba was great. I heard the budget sucked for what they were trying to do. A lot of shit didn't make sense. It, well, a lot of shit didn't make sense. That's that's for sure. Um, but I heard there was a lot of little, you know, like uh, Stephen King universe, like, things. There is. There's a lot of... It was going to pave the way for that cinematic There were universe. a lot of little, little you know, hat tips and things to, to, to other, me- other things, other... Kingverse, if you want to go that Was it like a carnival for it and things there like that? There was a Pennywise ride. Okay. That, that old busted up ride that was the Pennywise ride. They talk about Shine, which yeah. is, you know, obviously Shining. Uh, you know, like, so they, they, they have a lot of allusions to Stephen King stuff, but a lot of that stuff isn't in The Gunslinger. Man. Like, that's not there. It's a totally different story. And now, as a movie, on an AV scale, I'd give it maybe a three. Maybe a three. Like, close to 2.9. Wow. Like, it was entertaining. I had a good time. I walked out of it. It was like, well, I don't need to see Did that you forget again. it already? Yeah. Yeah, I was like, I don't need to see it again. It had, it had some cool moments, That's several nice. of which I saw in the trailer. Yeah. Uh, but like you said, you know, they had some some bang-on actors, you know, uh, and 
stu- some stuff that happened off screen, I really wish I would have seen on screen. There, there are just moments that, you know, they kind of. I'm not again spoilers. There's a character in the in the in the movie that is killed off screen, and it's a very important character to one of the other characters. And the fact that they died off screen is stupid. Really, is just dumb. And I don't know if the director was trying to you know make it seem like oh maybe she was taken prisoner maybe she's still alive and it's just dumb. I heard I heard that this kid is like he's drawing pictures right. He's, he, is he mm-hmm. talking about the end of the world like the end of the world's coming? Uh, kind of. Yeah. But, but no one believes him even though there's like rare earthquakes going around all over the fucking world. Nobody believes him because he <laughs> apparently he has he has had a long time uh. of. Problems since his dad. Died. Okay, but isn't there strange things going on? Definitely, that can even explain. Definitely, it just seems like I don't know. I just heard someone comment that maybe we should fucking listen to this fucking kid since there's like these strange occurrences going around all over the fucking world. I mean, the, the kid comes off as crazy. Yeah, like like he, he totally comes off as the creepy kid who lost his dad, and you're like, oh okay, you've got some weird shit going. That sucks. I was never interested in watching it from the trailers. I just didn't think it looked it, good. But then I heard rent all the it, bad rent shit. It, rent, rent it and go. Eh, that's some neat stuff, and that's about it. Any comments, Kyle? Never seen it. Don't care. Okay. Um, how quiet should you be during Game of Thrones? Are you? I never even really talked to you Kyle, about Game of Thrones. Are you um, a fan? I'm, I'm. I think it's all right. I'm. I'm not religiously into it as everyone okay. else is. Um, I've watched the first five seasons. I didn't watch the. I haven't watched any okay. of the season or the season before. I'm all caught up. I like it. Yeah. Um, I love Game of Thrones. Um, I have a little fun story here. Wanda Wanda Fultz and her husband have been married for 41 years, but the couple may be getting a divorce. Wanda's husband won't shut the fuck up during Game of Thrones. <laughs> okay, so do you prefer total silence so you can absorb every word, or do you like the ongoing commentary it, it from depends, your friends? It depends what I'm watching. Like if I'm if I'm watching something that I'm Better Call Saul. Into, if I'm watching Better Call Saul and you talk during it, we're not talking it. <laughs> um, but there are some things, yeah, I can. I, talking enhances your experience oh. while you're watching it. But there are we can make a whole episode can, about this yeah. probably, but. Certain certain shows, yeah. Don't, I don't. don't me. Man, my kids stand up in front of the TV, or my wife is moving, or she has her phone. And I see mm-hmm. a glow, and I'm like, "Fuck! It's Game of Thrones time. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> we don't fuck around when Game of Thrones is on. I want to experience every detail, every word, every bit mm-hmm. of story. You know? What do you think? Uh, so about Game of Thrones specifically, if if because like, I watch it with Natalie every week, if uh, if Natalie and I want to talk about something. We'll probably pause it, and then you know maybe watch it later, or we'll just watch it and make our little oh damn fuck shit that's cool, and then talk about it after the episode. Um, but for the most part, my my shut the fuck up is if you're in a theater. Yeah. yeah. If you're at home, I don't care. You know, if it, if it really is gonna bother me, like it's taking my attention, I'll just pause whatever I'm doing and be like, all right, get this out of your fucking system, and then I'm gonna restart. Uh, but. In a theater, once the trailers have started, if you start fucking talking, <laughs> I will stab you. <laughs> and Natalie has gotten shush during trailers, and she's like, seriously? I'm like, yeah, hi, trailers are on. That's funny. Like, this is important. This is an important part of my movie-going experience. Yeah, no, it's a, I'm, I'm big anti, don't talk in the theater. Don't just, just shit, shit, shit. Jerk off to the emoji movie all you want, though. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love fun little geeky things that come out. I got a good surprise um, this week. Uh, Ralph Macchio and William Zabka will <laughs> yeah. reunite for the Karate Kid sequel series, <laughs> Cobra Kai. 
the series set to come out in 2018 is set 30 years after the events of the 1984 All Valley Karate Tournament and revolves around a down and out Johnny who, seeking redemption, reopens the infamous Cobra Kai dojo. Um, it reignites his rivalry with a now successful Daniel, who has been struggling to maintain balance in his life without the guidance of his mentor, Mr. Miyagi. Uh, the half-hour comedy, so it's supposed to be oh, a comedy. God. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of worries me. Uh, follows the duo addressing demons from their past and present um, frustrations. I hope that it. I don't think. I hope that comedy isn't in its purest sense. I hope it has lighthearted beats. The only things those guys have been in in the last like five years have been shit that makes fun of their movies. Yeah, and they're getting old too. I, I think. Your mother, they heard that. Yeah, I think, as, themselves. Uh, as themselves. I think they're both turning fifty-two and fifty-five. So all this is just gonna be a fucking train wreck of making fun of themselves. And for those I said, of I hope us, that's not the case. But it will be. But it's, so you it's, know what? You want? You, I watched JCVD, not JCVD. Um, Oh, what is it called, man? It's the new Jean-Claude Van Damme t- uh, TV show. Oh, John- Jean-Claude Van Johnson. It's the best fucking shit ever, man. It was like a pilot. I ate it up, and they're actually doing the series. You should watch the pilot. Are you a Jean-Claude Van Damme fan? Yeah, for the most part. You, you'd love it. All right. There's a pilot. Next time you're trying to just consume some stuff. It's on Amazon. It's Amazon. You probably find it on YouTube right now as a free. And so it's, it's getting, it got picked up, and it's going to get a whole full fucking blown season. Okay. It is pure fucking awesome. Okay. I'm hoping that this is the the same. You know, right. like, this or sounds like fun cheek, until... Yeah. I, I mean, that's what... Jean-Claude Van Johnson, for those who don't know, it, it's basically Jean-Claude Van Damme playing himself, but he's not actually Jean-Claude Van Damme. He's an agent named Jean-Claude Van Johnson who's been in all these movies. Like, that we just, all know. He, but he's only been in them because he's, like, doing on these... Because he's undercover, like, doing all this shit. Gotcha. Yeah. So it's, it's really fun, tongue-in-cheek stuff. Okay. Yeah, so it, it's a lot of fun. But I'm, I'm hoping this is fun and... I hope it's respectful. Okay. I don't need fucking Ace Ventura Karate Kid. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I am excited to see what this turns into. It's a whole fucking series that's going to come out um, called Cobra Kai. Especially with the name Cobra Kai, you can't make that... Um, you can't turn that into shit for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Next to my bathroom, across from my bathroom, is an All-Valley Karate Tournament poster signed by William <laughs> Zapka. Um, it was a funny. I went to a convention last year, and I wish I could have got a picture. I could have. Could have snapped a picture. It was it was outside. You're saying this very creepily. It, well, dude, oh, I could have got a picture I was, of him in his hotel room, jerking <laughs> off to the emoji movie. I was so respectful. It was um, I forget his name. Um, the guy who is the Cobra Kai teacher. Oh, the, yeah, he's in Rambo. You know, oh, two. Oh shit, yeah. I forget okay. his name, but he was there as well. Both of them signed my poster. Um, they were both outside, standing next to the shittiest fucking car I've ever seen, smoking cigarettes together. Oh my god, that'd have been such. That'd have been the best meme best ever. Fucking picture ever. I was and I was right there, as close as I am to the fucking Dolly Dead poster. That would have been meme bait of like. The highest quality. I was so... God res- damn it, I, I, I was so respectful. I was so respectful. Um, but I hope that turns... I hope it's good. I hope it's good. So, let's, guys, let's get into trailer talk. Um, we're going to do something called Take It or Leave It. Okay? Okay. Talking about the trailer, Take It or Leave It. Um, I'm a huge fan of Darren Aronofsky. I'm actually... I'm kind of in the middle. I, I love The Wrestler. Love Black Swan. Requiem for a Dream. Pie. Noah... Uh, it was kind of crazy. Um, so um, I, I love how he's he really deals with obsession. He's an obsession director. Um, if you look back at my most anticipated, before even seeing a trailer, um, it's on the website, Mother was one of my most anticipated tra- uh, movies of this year. Mm-hmm. Um, it comes out in October. In honor of that, we're doing Black Swan versus uh, The Wrestler because both those movies were the same screenplay at one time. And then he split them apart. 
and you know made them two I different movies. Didn't know that. Yeah. So we're going to verse both those and see which one we think is the best movie out of the 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 two that we're going to be one. Um, so, but with Mother coming out, uh, we're doing a whole AV thing about it. Um, it finally hit. I was so excited to see this trailer. What did you think, Kyle? Uh, I, you know, it doesn't show a whole lot, which, which is, is something great. that I love. Because um, trailers show way too fucking much. Five yeah. weeks out, Kyle. Yeah. yeah. I don't know shit about this movie from the trailer. Yeah. And I'm not going to dig up anything. I'm just going to go in. They gave me some cool visuals. I liked the music that was underscoring it. Um, and, and again, I don't know what it's about, but I know there's Jennifer Lawrence, Javier Bardem, Ed Harris, and Michelle Pfeiffer. I'm on board. People are, it looks like they're going to take over their house. Crowds of people. There's some shit going on in the fucking basement that looks nuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who are these? Who is Michelle Pfeiffer? Is it his parents? I don't know. Uh, when Ed Harris comes in, she's like, you're just letting a stranger in Michelle Pfeiffer looks electric in this, too, it's man. Sexy as fuck, too. Oh. I, but, I, I think I know what it's about. Well, don't tell me, because I okay. want to experience That's this. That's why I, I was going to go into my little tirade about it, but I'm not going to. Yeah, I have no idea. I have not because looked into this. I don't want to spoil it. The only thing I'm... The, the funny thing is the the thing that I'm looking or kind of uh, my biggest question is why the fuck is Jennifer Lawrence fucking Javier Bardem? <laughs> That's a huge age difference, isn't it? Well, I, I I have things for that. And don't quote me on this, but I think she is in a relationship with Darren Aronofsky, Jennifer Lawrence. Good for him. All right. Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> He's had some great A. Let me tell you. <laughs> what do you think about this? So wait, real quick, take it or leave it. Take it. Uh, take it, especially if Danzig's mother plays during it. Mother, <laughs> uh, leave it in the theater. I can, I'll, I'll see it eventually, just to see if I'm right. Okay, so you're gonna leave it then? Yeah. Okay, and then let's talk you? about. Oh, f- uh, yeah. I, I think I was pretty clear there. Um, take it for sure, man. Yep. I'm, I'm excited. Like I said, like I don't know what's going on. Five weeks out, I am so pumped. I don't know what this movie's about. And that's so rare. You know, they didn't spoil anything. I want to know who's coming into the house. I want to know who Michelle Pfeiffer and Ed Harris are. I want to know uh, what's going on in their fucking basement. You know, I, the picture falls out of their, um, their their purse or whatever. It shows Javier Bardem. She's like, what the fuck's going on? I have no idea what this movie's about. It looks tense. Mm-hmm. It looks intense. It looks like, I don't know. It looks like a lot of fun. I'm hoping it's not just a art house, you know, kind of fucking shitstorm of a movie. I hope mm-hmm. it's hope it's that fucking classic horror movie that we've needed in the theater for a while. Done by Aronofsky. I want to see an Aronofsky fucking horror movie. I hope that's what I get. We'll see. Um, what'd you guys think about the Desh, Death Wish trailer starring Bruce Willis, um, directed by Eli Roth? I don't I don't need this movie. Um, the Charles Bronson movies are the fun kind of versions of this movie. This looks like they're taking it too serious in a way, if no. that makes sense. But like it's like it just like the parts that don't look good. It's hard to fucking explain. I just I don't want it. I don't need it. Okay. I'll just say that. I will take it all day long. I think it looks fucking phenomenal. Really? I love the Charles Bronson ones from way back yeah, yeah, when. Yeah. I watched them with my uncle when I was little and I wasn't supposed to watch them. Uh, I adore the concept and uh, I need a good Bruce Willis action flick. Yeah. I, I tell you what, I was on the fence on this. Uh, one of my favorite subgenres is the Vigilante mm. movie. Um, Eli Roth is very hit or miss with me. Uh, I think it's going to end up sucking, but I'm going to take it. I'm going to go check it out. See, I actually like Eli Roth, so that, like it hits on double hits on multiple cylinders. I have an interesting quote from Eli Roth too. He said, "We wanted to bring back the great classic Bruce Willis. We all know and love um, 
and just do a fun, badass update of, a, of the Revered Classic. I wanted to bring Bruce back to that fifth element, unbreakable, diehard glory, and, and have him craft another iconic performance, and I really think he did it. I mean, I really think this can be his Taken. I don't think Taken's anything really to I know, kind of aim for. Uh, no, nah, the, the first I Taken is, is. Is, pretty, is, is pretty, like, monumental in... Liam Neeson for sure Liam Neeson and that's what he's saying saying he's saying that you know this older version of Bruce Willis I can I can give him the action movie that he needs Yeah, and I think I see this I just see normal Bruce Willis I I haven't seen Bruce Willis give a shit in a movie and that's what I'm saying I I don't see him acting any it looks like he's still kind of just um, phoning it in right you know phoning it in so but with that said I will take it Mm. Um, I like the Vigilante movies. Middle of Eli Roth here, so um, I hope I'm pleasantly surprised, but it looks like a fun popcorn movie that... You might not be there opening weekend, but... I will, I, actually, I probably will. You probably will? I probably will. I probably will. But, I might go see it with you. Right on, brother. Give me a call. Um, <laughs> Leatherface trailer. <laughs> Take it or leave it, what'd you think? Now, this one I didn't get to see, so explain this one to me. I, I looked for this and I couldn't find it before I came over. All right, well, it looks like the gimmick here is you have some runaway kids in a, from a mental hospital or some shit like that, and you don't know which one is Leatherface, I think, until towards the end of the movie, and it's a prequel it's, of yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a how the, the family comes around to really kind of becoming. Yeah, some escape inmates or something, something like that. Um, the 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 beginning of the trailer was really creepy, where they get out of the car yeah. and there's that big fucking pig head. But that pig head, yeah, it's creepy. But then it kind of reminds me of like what is it like Saul? It's been around. It's, it's it's made its rounds. It's made its rounds. Yeah, yeah so it's like nothing new there. Um, I'm not a big Texas Chainsaw Massacre fan, you know. Um, I feel like we've seen this movie. I don't know. I feel like we've seen this like five times mm-hmm. already. You know, we have, and I'll still see it. Yeah. yeah. Any, anybody noticeable in it? No. no. And that well, and that's it, that's yeah. I think it's a draw. I think that's actually a plus. Okay. Is because you because it is a no star cast. Uh, it means that no one you everyone's you're not on a, an even playing. Field. Everyone's on an even playing field. You don't know who's going to be a plus or minus. You just I'm going to go in and I'm going to see some hardcore visceral. Yeah. And that could be a fun gimmick, not knowing out of these inmates who is going to be Leatherface. I think that could be fun, keeping you guessing. Well, and it's not going to it's not going to be Leatherface himself because it's not he's not an inmate. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm I'm yeah. saying the it's the 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 beginnings, the origin. Yeah. So one of these inmates will eventually turn in to Leatherface, I believe is how it's it's that's how I was that's how I read it. That would weird if they do that they're completely changing the uh the origins of the character. And that would weird me out. They would never do that. No, no, no. no. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I, I'm, Rob Zombie's directing this. this oh, awesome. no. Oh, goddamn. <laughs> I, I, will, I will leave it. He saved a puppy, and, and then they took the puppy from him, and then he went crazy. <laughs> I will leave it. Um, Jerry guys, Moon is there. Did you guys watch the Bright trailer, the new one that released yeah. at uh, Comic-Con? Yeah. I am seriously excited for this movie, guys. This looks like a little bit of Alien Nation. It looks a little bit of... Um, uh, some fantasy beats. It, um, it looks it looks original. It's Shadowrun the movie, and I love the idea it, of Shadowrun. It is it, they're like the only thing they're missing is a dragon flying across the sky, and we might even get that. It is they're downplaying the magic a little bit that it's got to have wands that these wands are like magic artifacts that untap the magic from the other world, from the, from the bright, but. Fuck! It looks awesome. Dude, I played the first-person shooter Shadowrun, where you know you could um, plant trees, 
Mm. You know, and then the trees would be your healing trees. You were the healer going around planting trees. When people were getting shot, they could, you know, hide underneath the trees. There's even something that reminds me of that, where this tree comes up and someone comes out of this, like, glowing tree. This looks geeky in a fun, geeky kind of it looks, way. It looks It looks fantastic. cheesy in a fun, cheesy kind of way. Um, and but it looks like there could be some really cool, like... Uh, Paul Verhoeven type commentary going on, you know, like Starship Troopers, like we talked. I I'm really looking forward to this. Um, this is probably like one of, on my most anticipated list starting now. I think it comes out with December. December. Mm-hmm. I'm really pumped for this, guys. I think this looks really interesting. I know a lot of people give him shit, but David Ayer does you know gritty action well, and this looks like a ton of it. Except they throw he throws in. You know, orcs and elves and magic and shit. And that's going to be Netflix, right? Yeah. We should get together for that one, dude. Hell yeah. Pizza and beer night for that one. Hell yeah. I think that'd be fun. That's one of those things that I think they've been talking about trying to put that in theaters as well. Are they? We talked about that. What are you going to do when The Irishman comes out? It's a Netflix movie. Martin Scorsese with De Niro Pacino played $100 million for it. They're not going to put that in theaters? I Fuck yeah. I think that'll be the first. Which kind of sucks if you're a paid, you you pay Netflix for your subscription and then you got to go pay for the Irishman in theaters. I don't know how they're going to handle that. Mm-hmm. Did you hear about that? I don't think I did. Irishman, Martin Scorsese, mm-hmm. um, Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci, $100 million, okay, to get this made. And there's doubt that that's going to go straight to Netflix because of that price tag. Okay. That it's going to go to the theater. I don't know. I'm, I'd be all right with Netflix being also a production company. But would you be pissed, though, I'm saying, like, paying twice? No, no, no. Amazon, Amazon as long did as, it with Manchester by the Sea. Yeah, as long yeah. as long as they they point out that this, hey, this isn't a Netflix exclusive, that this is a Netflix production, psh, mm-hmm. I'd be fine with it. Okay. I'm down. All right, um, let's get into what we've been watching. Um, real quick, I do want to talk about Game of Thrones. Okay, Before we leave trailers. Yeah, go ahead. The Professional. Or no, sorry, not the professional. <laughs> the the foreigner, uh, Jackie Chan. Jackie, that yeah, yeah. So that we looks talked, We talked about that a couple about about a month ago. I think it looks really good. I had not seen a trailer for it, and it popped up at the beginning of uh, uh, Dark Tower, and it blew me away. Yeah, because does that come out this year? Uh, yeah, I don't normally care for Jackie Chan that much. He's his prop martial arts are meh. This looks phenomenal. Okay, I'm gonna spin something right here. Okay, death. Death Wish, all right, will not be Bruce Willis's taken, but the foreigner will be Jackie Chan's taken. Oh, absolutely, yeah, no question. And, yeah. and and it again, I think it looks like a good movie. Not even it, you know taking out the martial arts completely. He could just be a, a gun-toting vigilante dad or whatever, oh. and I'd be fine with it. Just looks like a solid. Film. No, it does. I think it looks like a lot of fun. I'm actually really looking forward to that too. Yeah. It's funny. You never know. It's always. It's always like you, I can do a most anticipated list mm-hmm. at the beginning, at the end of the year for next year, just because of things that we've heard. Mm-hmm. But it's always the little ones, man. Like the sleeper ones pop up, and the foreigner, yeah. you know, that pop up, and you're like, where the fuck did that come mm-hmm. from, man? Um, Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that was a great episode, wasn't it? Yeah, Arya sucks. But other than yeah, Arya, I tell you what. I mean, I'm not an Arya hater um, like you. But I will say, I, I did like that where she starts uh, fighting Brienne. No, I hated it. Did you? I liked it, it. Because it made the person that was able to best the Hound look like a fool in front of her squire uh-huh. and an entire castle full of people. True. But Arya has learned a lot of shit. And I think Fuck she, I that think, little girl. I think, dude, one of my favorite characters who got knocked off in like season three, which I hope is still around, that he was like, you know, um, one of the, one of the uh, what do they call him? Um, uh, the Faceless Men. Mm-hmm. I hope... Serial for real, the water yeah. dancer that taught her how to fight, yeah. you know, and then she went on and got, you know, she's not my favorite character by any means, but I think it was cool because Cersei, not Cersei, um, 
uh, her sister, uh, Sansa. Sansa, yeah, she's like, I don't know, she's looking down at her, it kind of seems like, you know, when she comes back, like she's in charge, just the way that she looked at her, and, and she's like, yeah, I have my journey too, but I don't know, you kind of get the the idea that Sansa's like, yeah, your, your story probably isn't shit compared to mine, but Arya's been through some shit, and I think it was really cool that she looks down and is like, wow, she is a completely different woman. Now. Yeah, she's a killer little ninja child that's been through everything twice and can't die in the most realistic fantasy setting ever. Sorry, I fucking hate yeah. the character. She's not my favorite, written. but I did like that little beat. Um, what do you think of the fucking dragon yeah, fire raining so down good. from the fucking sky? No, that last battle was amazing. It's got a little. The characters have a little more plot armor than they should in this season so far. There's a lot of people who are uh, uh, surviving at the 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 skin of their teeth at this moment that I'm not really a fan of. And this season is rushed. Because they're they're cutting it down to the the seven episodes instead of the oh. full season or whatever. So it felt like it's rushed. Uh, John Snow traveled three thousand miles in a commercial break. Yeah, well, you know, that's, like, that's like the beginning of Game of Thrones. Everyone just transports to. But that, but that's not true. Go back and rewatch season one. They take episodes to get places. Yeah, you have actual travel montage during other scenes. You see them on the road having to stop and get the fucking chicken. Yeah. You know, they, they go places and it is a momentous thing. Instead, we've got Arya that is r- like a day's ride away from King's Landing and then in the next episode she's in Winterfell. See, I, I can't point out, you know, like instances, but it seems like that has happened a lot in like the last couple seasons. But they're I can't just, I can't really just, speak to it They're without. just moving too fast. Yeah. And I actually I, like the tighter episodes, you know, because um, the next two are going to be, what, like an hour and a half, two hours? Yeah, I think so. It'll be huge. Yeah. Um, you brought up armor. Let's talk about um, Jamie. Oh yeah. You think he's done? No. How much? How, like he's going pretty deep. That armor. How how much do you think that armor weighs? They. Were, he couldn't. It can't be that deep because uh-huh. they were five feet from shore. No, I, he, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. my thing. That that scene. I don't like that scene. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because okay, whoever it was. What I'm more probably interested Bran, in, right? That, it's probably Bronn. Yeah. Uh, it might be the Tully kid. Uh, that was like all looking up to well, him the whole time. Everybody moves fast. Maybe it was Tyrion. That <laughs> she, fuck yeah. And he apparently he grew at the same time. Uh, no, so he would have to hit that dude really hard to get him into the deep end because they were standing on the beach and they jump him off of this horse and the next scene is him like sinking to his demise. It's like... Do the beaches just basically end at 90, 90 degree angles in, in Westeros? I think that yeah, must be... That's why, that's why no one ever sails anywhere yeah, except right? on the special ships that's because funny. no one can get off of their boats yeah. until you are on fucking land. Because he is sinking pretty deep there. He is. It's a shitty shot. Yeah. So it, a shitty, it, shitty shot. You don't... Because they're not going to kill him so easily. No, they're not. They're, if, if they kill him off... Not getting speared, not getting yeah, yeah. dragon fire, but instead drowning because of that. Yeah. I will laugh. Well, there's that. What's the? I'm, you know, I'm blanking right now. But is it Azora High? Is that his name? Uh, the the prophesied one. I don't. Remember. A lot of people are thinking that Jamie is going to die, and they're gonna. The prophecy is that he is. You know, the I want to say it's Azora High. Azora High. I forget his name. But anyway, that he's going to come back as that. No. There's there's just that rumor going around. I don't know, man. No. But um. He's got like fifty pounds of fucking armor going. Oh down. yeah, no, it's it's gonna be a matter of like he's gonna have to like shed his armor and he's gonna come up coughing up water or or he's or the he the, can't escape, it, right? What he can't escape is what I'm saying. Like uh, Daenerys, her troops, 
Oh, no, no, no. He's, he's, he's going to be captive. He can't he, swim to the other side. No, no, not... he's going to be a captive, or it's going to be very specific that they're going to choose to let him go because they were not. he was not the target. Well, I really want to see that or, scene. Or Tyrion is going to choose to let him go because he let Tyrion go. Yeah, you know, we'll, we'll see. That's the well, thing. I can't there'll wait. Be, there'll be I think there's a lot of meat there to keep him alive, you know, yeah. um, obviously, because I think that's going to be so interesting to have Tyrion with Daenerys in front of Jamie. Yeah. Because, you know, yeah, Tyrion is with Daenerys now, but that does have to cut to the bone looking down and seeing all the men that you fucked oh, yeah, with, yeah, that yeah, you've yeah, drank yeah. with, all of them engulfed in dragon fire. No matter how Jamie looks at you as a brother, knowing that all of those friends, all those people on the battlefield, you know, Lannisters or people that support the Lannisters engulfed in fire, that is something that's unforgivable. Well, and then there's there well, there's also that that thing that Jamie just learned that his brother didn't, in fact, kill his son. Yeah. Like, learned for a fact yeah. that that's not the case. So, there's going to be a little bit of my told you so moment. Yeah. You know, the, I, you should, you could have stuck up with me to your sister, but you didn't. Yeah. Because you're too busy being a weird incestuous yeah. fuckwit. And it, it was cool to see Cersei, like, she, um, she, she paid the debt, but she lost the troops. Yeah. So she got, she, she made some money, paid her debt, but, man, those troops are fucked. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm very curious how this is all going to come no, to I, an end. I, overall, I thought it was a really good episode. Do you think it was better than Battle of Bastards? Because mm. everyone's saying, like, preaching from the rooftop that this is the best Game of Thrones battle, and, man, last year's Battle of the Bastards, when they all united there, I thought that was so much better I, than this. I thought the Battle of the Bastards was really good up until the fact that Jon survived and the fact that Rickon can't run with, you know, Running a straight line—that's the best way to get away. Get away from an archer, Rickon, you idiot. Serpentine, Babu, serpentine. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I, I thought it was a real. It, the addition of the dragon is is hands down. You know, like it had a lot of good setup. It was a lot of good action. You get to see Dothraki actually fighting instead yeah. of you know, like like. I, you know, this is probably a better fight. You get more more of the fantasy. That is Game of Thrones, whereas Battle of the Bastards was just two gnarly, gnarly armies that hit each other. Yeah, and I think it was so well filmed though. Like oh, this no, was, it's too, a, this a, was no, it was brilliant. It was yeah, it was yeah. brilliant. It was brilliant, brilliant scene. I just think that this was probably a little more, a little more grandiose and a little more what people were hoping out of Game of Thrones, especially for the last, you know, for the last season or two. Yeah, I'm so excited to see where it goes. Two episodes left, man. Two episodes yeah. left. Sorry, um, Kyle. We're totally yeah, leaving so, you out. Yeah. Let's turn it over to you, uh, Kyle. What have you been watching this week? Uh, I've watched a lot of stuff. Um, I watched uh, What Hot American Summer ten years later. Good. Uh, fucking great. Seth keeps the... on telling me to watch it. Oh, you would. You need to watch the movie. Yeah. You haven't seen the movie, have you? No. You, so what did you, you watch? Is that, is that the movie? No, okay, so the movie came out in like 2001. Um, then they had, last year they had the first day of camp, which is a prequel to it. But it's all the same actors mm, and yeah. stuff, like 15 years older. <laughs> And then this one, uh, at the end of the movie, like, the in-trailer thing is like, hey, we should all meet up at this exact location, you know, in ten years. And, you know, they talk like, oh, yeah, we'll meet here at, like, nine o'clock. Eh, can we meet at 9.30? I got a thing at, like, nine or whatever. Yeah. And so then this is, like, the ten-year reunion for them. So how many fucking movies are there? There's only one movie, and these are, like, two television shows. Okay. So yeah. they had the first day of camp and then ten-year reunion, or ten years later. Um, and I have the whole cast back again this time, except for Bradley Cooper. You said I should check out the movie as well? Watch the movie first. Absolutely. Okay. Watch no the question. movie first, and then if you like it, then watch the And you the agree series. with his assessment then? Uh, it's a lot of fun, but you've got to go into it it's super, realizing... It's super campy stupid. Yeah, it Seth is, is it a is, big fan, too. It is really dumb, but it's fun dumb. Yes. 
Like, so it has it, one of my favorite, like, audio gags of all time. Like, the first sound that you hear, like, off screen, they, like, I throw a spade and a pot breaks. And it's, like, kind of an off sound. You're like, oh, okay, a pot breaking, whatever, normal sound. But then every time something is thrown off screen, like, a cat gets thrown off screen, it's just the sound of a pot breaking. And so, like, every time something happens, it's the sound of a pot breaking. And you, you watch the movie, and you'll see all these people before they were big. You'll see, like, Amy Poehler and Bradley Cooper mm-hmm. and uh, all the Stella guys, people that were in the state, uh... Christopher Maloney, yeah. people. No, it's, yeah, it, it's great. It is. It is a lot of fun if you can turn your brain off and not. And and, and that's exactly it. You yeah. just got to basically turn off your brain and just enjoy enjoy the funny shit. Enjoy the sketch comedy because that's really it's just a ton of it's a long sketch. It's a super <laughs> long sketch and it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I concur. Um, yeah, uh, so I always watch that. Uh, another Netflix uh, original show called Friends from College was really really good. Um, that I watched. Much darker, uh, kinda, much kinda, darker than I anticipated. Yeah, kind of caught me by surprise. <laughs> uh, um, see, I, I started just started uh, Shameless season seven because I've been getting behind on that. Uh, oh, hello on Broadway. Uh, it's also on Netflix. Really fantastic. It's Nick Kroll and John Mulaney playing these two like old Jewish characters like on an actual Broadway show. Like fucking phenomenal. Check it out. It's like an hour, hour and a half. Like yep. it's just fun. Like riffing on stage. Um, I watched all of Legion because I hadn't watched any of that, and I was like, you know what? I'll give the first episode a shot. Like, yeah, not what I expected. Like, I know it's like a show about like X Men and stuff, but like, it's a show about mental illness. Technically, it's a prequel to the X Men. It's it's a show about mental illness. Like, they it's very in in the way you would look at like you can you see Dark Knight and you're like, oh, this is like a crime thriller that just happened to have Batman in it. Like, this is a show about mental illness that just happens to have mutants in it. Yeah, I thought it was really good. And it's got, uh, what's it, Aubrey? Aubrey Plaza. Uh, She's pretty good. You didn't like her in it? No, 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 no. Oh, quite you were, like, shaking your head no. No, like, no, 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 quite the opposite. No, she's fantastic. I, I, I would do illegal things with that woman. Ooh. <laughs> During the she emoji is on, movie. She is on my list. <laughs> she is on my list. Oh, yeah. Oh, my. Oh, yeah. Oh, my. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you pissing a popcorn bucket for that one. Yes. Uh, Rick and Morty. I just watched the Pickle Rick episode. If Pickle Rick. Pickle Rick is stupid and it's amazing. So good. Uh, wrestling. We got SummerSlam around the corner, and then uh, a bunch of Miyazaki films. Because yeah. that's our how next far segment. are you in? I'm half of the. I'm, I've watched three of the six. Yeah. Anime is not my genre. <laughs> You're preaching I'm, to I'm, the fucking choir. I'm bro. having a hard time getting through this one. You're fucking preaching I'm to the choir. Ragging myself through this. Me too. Me too. I'm already. I have one film left, Princess Mononoke. I saved what I hope is the best for last, but we shall see. We shall fucking see. Good luck, man. Um, I I, I don't see Mononoke gliding well with you. That's funny. You know how we talked about your explicit list? Yeah. Um, I there's been one episode that I've been wanting to do since like episode 100, but I have not created this episode. Because I think it'll be the episode that ends AV. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know how the ladies did their top ten hottest guys? Oh, God. Do you remember that? Where they were drinking, like, I'm already going to tell you a bad idea. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, that. where you're headed, the, ro- the road in which you are headed is dangerous yeah. and covered in landmines. Unless, unless you're saying you want guys to do the ten hottest man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that'd be fucking hilarious. <laughs> Just drunk, dude. Like, guys, I don't care what dude. Chris Pine's a solid number three. <laughs> we should do it. 
should do that. We should do that. Just have a night where we just ha- we just get we, fucking. We get our man crushes. Hetero man love number ten. <laughs> Episode two ninety man crush. Because I think the one that would end us is if we talk about the top ten chicks. No, because it would devolve quickly, especially yeah. if we drank like the girls did during theirs. They were saying some nasty shit. <laughs> they got. I'd grab his dick. I'm like, oh my god! Can you imagine? If it was like, I'd grab it by the ass. We we would uh, we would be in trouble. Yeah. It would be it would be bad. Yeah, we'd get less interviews of, so, of a savory kind. So what you're saying is, I, it's been good that I haven't. Put yeah, this I think it's here. probably it's right. probably for the best. All right, and they say I have no limits. <laughs> All right, guys, before we kick it over to you, um, uh, Brian Ducktails, you guys uh, pumped about Ducktails at all? I am yeah. so pumped for that. I am I am making a thing. I heard that Ducktails is gonna play all fucking day on Disney XD. For that, for that first episode. Sure. Great. I grew up on DuckTales. I'm hoping it's badass. Um, I'm waking up with my daughter. We're, I think actually it's like noon. So that's about right. I'm going to mm. wake up with my daughter about noon. <laughs> get a big fat bowl of We're cereal. We're both going to get a bowl, or bowl of cereal, a box of whatever cereal we want from like you know, wherever. Mm-hmm. Come home and we're going to sit down at noon and we're going to just eat some cereal, and we're going to watch DuckTales. I'm fucking pumped about that. Are you guys going to watch DuckTales at all on Saturday? I'm trying to check it I out. I don't have XD. Really? Yeah. Uh, I, I, otherwise, I'd be all caught up on rebels and shit. What's up? Yeah, Pornhub. Well, duh. <laughs> It'll be on there too. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> I just had to put that out there. I'm really excited for Ducktales. Guys. Well, I, think I, I loved the original, mm-hmm. you know. So I can't imagine that. Are you a Doctor Who fan? Uh, yeah. Because What's His Nuts is playing Scrooge McDuck. David Tennant. David Tennant. Thank you. I, 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 I did usually not call know him that. In this house, he's known as What's His Nuts. Purple Man. I did not know that. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. Cool. All right. So what have you been watching, man? Uh, well, before we get to what I was watching, uh, a, a tiny little bit of news that affects me particularly, and I think it's funny, just something that came up earlier this week, that it got announced that the standalone Michael Bay Bumblebee movie is, oh my god, is going, uh, it is slotted to come out on the same weekend as Aquaman. Hmm. Well, it's going to get fucked. I know what I'm going to be seeing. I mean, it's it sucks that I'm gonna miss Jason Momoa for you know Bumblebee, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I just I, I thought that was a funny moment because it, it ended up on like four or five of my feeds because uh-huh. I'm on all the DC feeds and they're like, what the hell are they thinking? What's going on? And I I really do kind of think that that's just a bonehead move. Well, there like, was think, news that we didn't talk about is Aquaman. They're having a little issues with making some of the water. Um, and they did talk about possibly pushing the release date back because they've been having so much technical issues with it. Like, and what they've done, I, I think the water actually looks pretty good. Yeah. Um, but you've got to do that for a lot in. of fucking movie. A lot, and lot of shots if most of it's underwater. They're, they're yeah. having a lot of trouble uh, getting hmm. it at the speed that they were thinking they were going to get it at. I've had James Wan like two of my tweets. <gasps> Well, when you tweet him 7,000 times a day, that's not a good thing. I would number. like to point out that I've only tweeted him maybe 20 times, but like two of them he has yeah. liked. That well, pleases me. You you have to share or like a picture of you sucking Man of Steel's cock. <laughs> uh, yeah, so all right. So what I've been watching, other than just tons and tons and tons of random Netflix shit, uh-huh. um, I finally finished season two of Into the Badlands. Mm-hmm. Um, if you haven't watched... Brad, if you haven't seen Into the Badlands... Is that the Kung Fu fucking AMC uh, shit? It's it's post post apocalyptic Kung Fu. See, I tried watching that. It is fucking brilliant. Did, does it pick up after like? Because I was really, I wasn't enjoying like the first couple. It's episodes. amazing. It's it like some of my favorite. It's Stephen Lang is a character in it. Oh really? Speaking of, you brought him up earlier. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's amazing, uh, I, and it's a, an unbelievably cool and rich world that I, 
I'm glad they're getting a season mm. three. Nick Frost has a character in season two. A yeah, okay, character. yeah, I saw something about that. Um, and it was not the main character that I thought, like, when, when you meet the character, I assumed he was going to be a particular type of person, and I was utterly wrong by the end of the season, and I hope that he signs on for season three. Uh, like, it's... Is really really good. Uh, there's a couple of down moments, and I think those plots will pick back up, uh, seeing where things are going. But I finally, it took me forever. I had it on my DVR sitting there forever, and I was like, ah, I'll binge it at some point. I'll binge it. I'll get around to it. I, I will. I will. Mm-hmm. And then I slowly got through everything else. I'm all caught up on all my other shows, and there's these nine episodes of season two into the Badlands, and I was like, all right, let's do this. And I smashed through them in about a week, and it's really fucking good. Um, I'm all caught up on Preacher, which makes me happy. Okay, uh, I'm big, big, big Preacher mm-hmm. fan, and they're doing an amazing, amazing job on the TV show. Um, I, I watched two movies today, of all things. I'm not going to go too deep into all the other weird shit that I've watched, but two things that I've watched today that are movies that one I was not expecting to be as good as it was, and the other one fits into our specifically into our conversations tonight. Is called The Black Room on Netflix. Mm. It is a relatively recent movie. It's like 20, 2015, I think. But it feels like 90s horror. Really? It's Natasha mm. Henstridge. Mm. Uh, Species. Yeah. And it's basically about a house that is possessed by a sex demon. So it is all just blood, guts, and nudity. And it is very entertaining. Yeah. When I was twenty, I what's really the name of this again? Fucker. Just you know, the you black know. room. I, just asking, you know, for the audience. <laughs> yeah, just for anybody who wants to know. Uh, and oddly enough, uh, it's like it's got uh, uh, what's her name? Um, she's fr- she's in uh, Sinister and Condemned and uh, Terra Formiga. No, the old woman. The old oh, woman. Uh, um, fuck. Uh, I don't know her name. The the movie about the, the Annabelle uh, Balls. What's her name? I don't know her name. Ah, shit. Uh, but she's been in Annabella ev- Julie. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's been in everything. But she's like she she. The, the movie starts off with her and she does a great job and it's it was surprisingly good '90s yeah. style horror. So that's why I, I thought that was poignant for today, and yeah, yeah. I was glad that it ended up being you know an entertaining flick. Are you going to see uh, Annabelle this weekend? No, I'm not going to go to see it. Yeah. I've got I got too much stuff going on, but um, I'll eventually see it. Yeah. I mean, I, Annabelle I, one was okay. I thought yeah. you know it was okay. I'm kind of curious to see what they do with it's Annabelle. A, it's too. a it's a James Wan action, so yeah, yeah, let's yeah. do it. Yeah. Um, the other movie I saw today, uh, which I'm going to butcher the actor's name, so I'm not going to do it. Um, it's uh, War on Everyone. Uh, it's about two corrupt cops doing horrible, horrible shit for an hour and ninety or an hour and forty minutes or whatever. Oh, nice. Um. That, but they're they are all, to almost to the point of vigilantism, like vi- vigilantism. They 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 do a bunch of awful stuff, and they're not good people. But by the end of the movie, they are doing the right thing in the wrong way. Uh, but it stars the uh, Latino actor from Chips, Michael oh, Pena. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, one Could, of my favorite actors. Uh, it Michael stars Pena. him and uh, the Skarsgård from True Blood. Right on. Alexander. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> See, uh, but it stars it stars those two, those two guys, and it's hilarious. Right their their exchange the their verbal exchanges and the just the they're bad people. They're not like it's not like a I'm just a dirty cop. They're just bad bad people all throughout the whole movie. 
but in funny ways, and they tried to do the right thing, and it's I, I, I definitely think it's worth watching. If you liked uh, with the Russell Crowe's The Nice Guys, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. If you liked that style of character, where it's just he's doing the right thing, but he is a shitty person, lives a shitty life, and does a lot of bad things along the way. This is a this is a comedy version of that. Yeah. Starring those two dudes. Right on. Anything else? Tons of non-mentionables, but those are the two that popped <laughs> up today. I want to ask so. you something um, real quick. Um, so I, I'm a huge fan of X-Wing. Okay? Mm-hmm. I noticed that someone is... I think it's... Um, it's a tabletop game. Um, it's miniatures. And I think it's right now it's on a, um, like a, a crowdfunding source for Game of Thrones. Did you see that? Maybe I saw it on your no, side or you shared talking, it. Are you talking about Song of Ice and Fire? Is that what it is? Like that's, it's miniatures. That's my company. Are they doing that? That's us. Oh, yeah. that's badass. So that's ours. <laughs> when's that coming out? Because I I love X Wing. So is it gonna? Yeah. Is it going? Is that what it is? It's gonna you have like you know you have units. Uh, it is a, it's an actual it's and, an actual war game. Yeah. Okay. But, so it's not gonna be as intense as uh, some of the games that look. I don't know. Um, for for a novel, you know, someone coming in that's, mm-hmm. that doesn't play a lot of tabletop games. What's the big one that everybody plays? Warhammer forty k. Yeah, yeah. So it's not, it's not deep as Warhammer. No, it's it, okay. It it is definitely because um, I don't got time for that shit. No, no. It's even it, though it I could mean, be fun. It, it's it can be in depth, but it's got a lot more. Um, Would you compare it more to X Wing? Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. So when's that shit coming out, man? Uh, well, the Kickstarter we've got about what six more days left, I think, on it. Okay. Um, Did it already uh, reach its goal? Yeah, uh, we broke a million today. Awesome. So yeah, uh, I want to say. So have you had any input on this, or I was part of playtest. Uh, okay. My my co my worker Michael Chanel and our creative director Eric Lang were the ones that actually did the rule set. Um, but they no, it, it's it's. So this is going to exist. Th- this is th- it, it's a done deal. It is it is awesome. happening. I've played several times. Is it uh, so you like the system? Yeah, it's fun. Okay. Obviously, um, probably needs some things ironed out. Probably right. It's still in place. As, as always. As, yeah, as always. Yeah. yeah. Um, until the final product's in someone's hands, there's always, gonna be, there's always tweaks to be. Involved. They gonna need painted? Are they paint? Are they? Are they, they are not painted when you get them, but they are pre-assembled. They're pre-assembled plastic. Okay. So, and for a lot of people that don't necessarily get into the painted aspect of it, um, you can. They come with the movement tray and they are the army. Man, I'm pumped about and, this, and, dude. This is really exciting. Yeah. I didn't know that was uh, your company. That's badass. Yeah. Uh, what? Uh, First wave. Do we know uh, House Lannister? I mean, what, uh, the, what are they the, doing? So the Kickstarter itself is for. Um, I totally feel like I'm doing a marketing pitch right now. <laughs> the Kickstarter itself is for the starter box of Starks versus Lannisters. Uh, okay, it basically makes sense. It's the uh, Rob Stark versus Jamie Lannister time era. Okay, uh, it's very specific. We, I want to make sure that it's noted out there that we are the books. Like everything okay, that we're okay, doing cool. for this game is based off of the books. Cool. cool. Uh, it's all checked through. Like Martin is part of our process. Oh, like, neat. We, yeah, we have. We. This is a big. This is a big franchise. It for is. You guys. It is. It's a. It's, a, a, it's a big. It's a big IP for. This us. is good, man. Yeah. Great deal. Um, but yeah, uh, we're starting out with Stark vs. Lannisters as far as the main box set. We've already announced that there's mercenaries you can play. We've got the Boltons and the Tullys up nice. so far. Uh, I think we just. So what's the Kickstarter? We, uh, what's that include right now? Like, can you? It's uh, 150 bucks gets you the main box, and that gets you basically the Starks and Lannisters opening armies. Um, I think we got added in the uh, Bolton cards. The Bolton. How long is I this going to go for? But another six days. Okay. Um, is there going to be an extension on that or anything? Well, you can always do late backing afterwards. Okay. It's just if you get in before the end of the uh, before the end of the campaign, uh, you help push it out towards more stretch goals. Okay. 
So that's awesome, dude. I might have to be a jump into that because that's that's badass. Well, I, that looks great. I'll obviously have an army, so we have someone to play against. Dude, that's badass. So. Have you do you have any um, right right now, like prototype or anything? No, no, no. Right now, all the prototypes and everything are with the media office for the Kickstarter. Uh, we'll have some stuff at Gen Con to okay. to have people, you know, be able to do. Dude, demos you need to get one of those and let <laughs> ABC it ahead of time. I want to uh, look at those models. They look pretty cool. I, I watched the video. That's how. Um, um, that's how much I was into it. I was like, "Oh, this looks fucking cool!" No, man. and it's and, it's really and cool. As far as war games go, is it gonna be any props, or is it gonna be straight X-wing? Where you know, like, if they have the mats, they have the meteors. We've got, we've got mats. We've got terrain templates and stuff that come in the box. Man, um, dude, this is I'm yeah, excited no, for this. I'm really excited. It's for this. gonna do. It's gonna do really well. So, awesome. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing. And that. that's, <laughs> that's I didn't even know you were connecting that. That's awesome. Um, I think I actually watched it on your on your feed or something. Probably. But I didn't know you were connected. That's badass, man. Um, so, yeah, I watched um, a mini documentary that came out of nowhere. It was six minutes long. It's called I Need Color. Did you guys watch mm. that? I posted it on Facebook. Did you watch this, Tom? Watch Carey. this tonight, man, before you go to it. It's only oh. six minutes. Um, it's Jim Carrey. He's in his uh, Manhattan you know, studio, and I had no idea. It's I had amazing. no idea. He, his entire studio, um, he, he sleeps on paintings, man. I mean, it's, uh, it is it is is awesome. Um his art is beautiful. It's it's inspiring, man, and he's lost himself into it, you know, yeah. in, in a good way, you know. Um, that's all he lives for right now. It looks like is to paint, man. Um, LeBron James even tweeted it, where it's like, man, this is fucking awesome, and, and got a lot of hits for for Carrie there too. And that's so they filmed this small documentary. I think right now it's at one point five million hits. Uh, it's called I Need Color. Check it out. It's Jim Carrey, man. That guy always surprises me. Like, did you guys ever watch that? Uh, I think it was at some ceremony, some graduation speech that he did. Maybe. Dude, okay, if it's maybe, go home and did, have you watched that? Oh, my God. It's in front of um, a graduating class. I believe it's at some college. And it's, you know, hey, go out. Take chances. You know, um, you never know where you're going to be. You could be the next Jim Carrey. You could be all the. It is one of the most exciting just you want to grab life okay and just fucking write it out dude you just awesome. want you want to just you, you just it, it makes you want to just chase your dreams go watch that. I'm gonna, i'll put it on facebook tonight you have yeah. to see it. it is so amazing but yeah watch that and watch i need color i thought it was great i need color is amazing you definitely guess yes that. and it's only six minutes of your time watch it um i watched yeah, dude it's really cool to see jim carrey doing good mm-hmm. okay did you guys uh, see that picture i posted on facebook of macaulay culkin yeah. yeah, it looks good. That made me. I don't know why. That made that made my day because it's a child star that has turned the corner and actually made it out the other. He end. was looking. No, rough. He, he looked like he was headed to the same. You know the Dana the Dana Plano the he, like he looked like he was. We, we were going to hear very shortly that well, Colin Wilkin overdosed in his hotel room, and he looks great. Yeah, looks fantastic, man. So it's, it's really cool to see him, Macaulay Culkin, looking good. Um, I watched Detroit. I watched Detroit. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was pumped to watch a Catherine Bigelow uh, film. I, I'm a big fan of Hurt Locker, like Zero Dark Thirty. Um, man, I don't know. I think uh, Detroit is overly long, man. I was really? uh, looking at the clock. I couldn't wait for it to be over. Um, April, I went with her, my wife. She felt the same way. Um, and it's really weird structure, too. Like, half of it focuses on Detroit, and the other half is like a Motown melodrama. I, I just didn't like how hmm. that meshed together. Um but I'll tell you one thing, man. I've been championing uh, John Boyega since Attack the Block. Um, I love him in Force Awakens. 
and he he doesn't have a, a lot to do. I wouldn't say his character's com, you know like complicated, um, but there's something in his eyes, the way that he walks in this movie that I'm not joking when I say this. He is the next fucking Denzel Washington man. Sweet. John Boyega carries himself in a way in this movie where. Um, he's uh, the black security guard that gets along with the white cops, okay? But he's also kind of looked at as the, the traitor from the black community. And it's not like he likes the white cops and what they're doing, but he's in this middle of this fucking war. Sweet. You know, he has to play kind of both sides so he can help his own people. But there's a there's something going on with him that, man, it's just like, I look at him, I'm like, this guy... If he gets the right roles, he is going to dominate, man. I mean, he's going to become one of the bigs. He's going to become one of the bigs. Uh, Will Poulter, um, I forget what movie he was in. He played some comedian, um, comedic role next uh, alongside like Jennifer Aniston not too long ago. Oh, the Meet the Millers? Meet the Millers. He was the, the, the kid he, in Meet the Millers. He was uh, okay. going to play It in the, the remake. Oh, really? He, he pulled out the dude Detroit. Wow. He is a force in yeah. this movie. Did you watch Detroit, Kyle? I haven't seen Detroit. He was a force in this movie, man. Uh, so I loved him. I love I loved John Boyega. Um, what's his name? The guy who plays Falcon. In Anthony Mackie. Anthony Mackie. I felt like, I like Anthony Mackie. He felt completely wasted in this movie, I thought. But yeah, I, I, it was overly long. I, it wasn't as entertaining. There was definitely some tension. I would probably give it like 3.5 out of 5. Okay. So, um, and then I watched Atomic Blonde. In the theater. Okay. Um, Char- did you watch that, Kyle? I did not. No, yeah. I, I heard bad things, you know, before it came out, and I was going to wait. Yeah, uh, Charlize Theron, I thought, was amazing. She's hot as fuck in this movie. And uh, her action, her action beats are great. She did, I think, all, all of her own stunts. Um, it just it's, it, Her action scenes are really believable, but that's about it <laughs> for Atomic Blonde. The music was fantastic in it mm-hmm. from beginning to end, but it was like force fed it was like we need that billy idol song we need that david bowie song and it just didn't come off organic it was like gotcha. they, you, they had to, to feed that to you to, to man don't forget you're in this era you know right. um so it just came off really you know heavy-handed um but other than that i thought it was a i, w- I was checking out it's not one of the best espionage spy kind of things you know movies i've, I've ever watched so I, I would say it ranks up there with um I don't know. I'm not a big John Wick fan, you know, so I I would put it next to John Wick, you know. A lot of people would probably shit their pants and run to the theater to see, you know, Atomic Blonde because of that. Um, but wasn't blown away, and I really wanted to be. So uh, but that's pretty much what I've been watching this week. And then again, anime movies, trying to get um, – I have one more to watch, but I've been watching a lot of anime, Scream a couple times, and then um, preparing an outline for – actually just finished my outline for Joe Lansdale – uh, talking him on, talking with him on Sunday, um, he wrote the Bubba Hotep, Bubba Hotep book, and then he wrote uh, Bubba and the Cosmic Suckers, which comes out in October. Um, so you can actually purchase that online right now. It's like forty bucks. It comes with a signed copy, um, nice. but uh, it's 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 completed. Going to be released in October, and it's a prequel. And I'm very curious. I have some questions for him about that because you know Bruce Campbell. You know, hasn't been excited about coming back to do a, a Bubba Hotep movie, and there was talks about recasting him, and I think that would be fucking horrible because he be did tragic. such an amazing yeah. job. And uh, Bubba, Bubba Hotep's such a unique movie, He's such a unique story. You know, I yeah. love it. And I'm like, instead of, because um, I think it was Paul Giamatti was gonna play Elvis, something he, fucking uh, crazy. Ron Perlman was Ron Perlman, and I'm like, I, I'm not interested in that. You know, Bruce Campbell completely nailed it. And if you're going to do another movie, I think it's interesting that Joe Lansdale has chosen to do a prequel 
instead of a sequel, um, instead of Paul Giamatti or, you know, Ron Perlman. I wouldn't mind seeing, you know, maybe they can make Bruce Campbell look a little bit more youthful, mm -hmm. maybe, and, and give him a prequel movie to do. Um, or we can just recast uh, a younger Elvis, you know, which I think would be better than going with a Paul G, a, a big face. Yeah. You know? Uh, but I'm, I'm really excited to read this, man. Like, again, I, I think Bob, Bubba Hotep's um, just a really interesting tell. And uh, I think, uh, yeah, I'm, I just pre-ordered it. So, awesome. yeah, I'm going to be grabbing that. Uh, but I talked to him on Sunday night. Nice. So that's what I've been doing, guys. Um, anything else you guys want to add before we shut this motherfucker down? I don't think so. Mm -hmm. I think we covered a lot. Covered yeah. a lot of shit. We didn't do movie news for two weeks. Um, and by the way, Seth couldn't be here tonight. Um, actually, he could have been, but he uh, opted to jump out of this episode because he's not a big horror fan. You know, um, it was funny because I was like, I knew he wasn't a horror fan, but um, I figured he would could fill a five list. You know, it was funny. I was talking with him like, you know, um, you've watched Sixth Sense, right? He's like, no. And I'm like, you watch? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> really? Yeah. And I'm like, that surprises you've me. You've watched, you know, Scream. He's just now, you know. Um, there was a couple of them. I think uh, there was a couple more on my list. I was like, Army of Darkness, I think. He was like, no. Um, so, yeah, he didn't see anything. You know, he's like, maybe I know what you did last summer. He was like, so I really don't have anything to add to this conversation. I can see all. where that would be hard to be, you know, let's come up with five things that I've seen. Yeah, know? exactly. Yeah. So um, it was pretty challenging for him. So he's like, you know what, I'm just going to take the night off and, you know, get some other guys in here that, that know horror. Sweet. You know, so he'll be back next week talking some geeky shit. Um, Kyle, where can they find you? Uh, Kyle Brown on the group. Uh, go vote for Jaws and the Pantheon poll vote please, right please. now, please. It's getting uh, it's a travesty a that it's boat. fourth. We're getting slaughtered by yeah. Monty Python, I, which I love. Which is a, exactly it's an which amazing. Is, movie. I'm so surprised. It, like it's dominating. The fact that it's like what 28 votes higher than the one immediately yeah. we, below. We it. talked about this in the council before we threw the nine out there, mm -hmm. and um, I was as a betting guy. I was like, you know what? I would have pegged that for bottom three. Yeah, and I love Holy Grail. I do. I but Back to the Future is in this fucking game. Yeah. Jaws is in this game. Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Park. I have the original Ghostbusters. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I have no idea. I said those were going to be the, the top runners. I was like, it was going to take it. Dawn of the Dead, even though Josh threw it in there, mm -hmm. we didn't. I didn't think it would do that. No one had a fucking. Like, it was like, okay, oh, that's hey, crazy. that's your. That's crazy. Your, that's your Hail Mary. Throw Dawn of the Dead in there. And uh, fucking Holy Grail, man. It, yes. Right now, I could. I, I'm going to give it till next Wednesday because that's what the poll was running for. Mm -hmm. But it, there's, I can't. It's pretty see, it's But not. unless unless something happens in which like all got, of those people we got, go, we got two thousand members mm, in the group. So we got yeah. people jumping Dawn of the Dead now because that's number two. They're already jumping, jumping ship and going to Holy Grail. That's nuts. Yeah, Tyson, yeah. huge Dawn of the Dead fan. Okay, he jumped out and went hell. Uh, Holy Grail. Really? Because he knows it's not going nowhere. It's like fucking 20 deep, so might as well jump on the... What, what if it's... A, nah. Yeah. Be so, honest to yourself. Terrible. Yeah. Tyson, <laughs> I was ashamed of you. Yeah, so I thought that was pretty, pretty interesting. I would never have called the Holy Grail. No. Beating the fucking Juggernauts, man. Yeah. So... I mean, um, it is a Juggernaut in itself, but that's crazy. And, you know, I'm removed from... I haven't watched it in a couple years from my memory... I would vote yes for Pantheon. You know, probably. probably. Yeah, yeah I, th I, I, it, I would be hard pressed to say to say no to it. But yeah. I don't even know if it's the best Monty Python movie though. I, and I would still say yes. I still I think Life of Brian is just as fucking good. Very interesting how that poll yeah. turned out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. All right. Where can they find you, Brian? Uh, I'm on Facebook and Twitter, both Brian C P Steele. 
Um, got to respect your shirt tonight, bro. Thank you. I've got. I'm wearing for the people who can't see, uh, which is everyone because the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm wearing my "Hail to the King, Baby" shirt that's got Ash from Army of Darkness sitting on the uh, Iron Throne from Game of Thrones because he would win, hands down. Best best handless motherfucker in that entire thing. Fuck yeah. Jamie would be like, "Where's my chainsaw?" <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Twitter. Um, I'm always chit-chatting and whatnot. Uh, I'm super busy right now because of work stuff, but uh, hit me up. I'll chat. I'll talk. We went a little bit long tonight, but man, when you get all of us in a room talking horror, you get Brian over <laughs> here talking horror, and it's going to go down, okay? That's what we do. So uh, you can find us on adventuresofvideoland.com. You can find us on Facebook page, all over the place. Check out the website. I've been um, kind of remodeling that. Um, that's where all the, the people go first, you know, like when I'm sending out interviews and stuff, you know, check out the, the website. So I've been trying to, you know, have a respectful site there, you know. And uh, I just remodeled the uh, tops, and I just remodeled the verses. So now instead of scrolling down this long fucking list, you know, you have a directory now. It's like boom, boom, boom. Oh, cool. Top horror. You hit that, it opens up another page. Uh, did you like that update? Yeah, I think it looks a lot cleaner now. A lot cleaner. Awesome. A lot cleaner. So I'm going to be doing that to marathons. And it puts it into perspective, too, because you've been doing this for a, you know, a year or two. And then you have you know marathons 2017, 2016, 2015, soon to be 2018. You don't know what's in that. you know. So yeah. now we got rid of all that. And it's just a directory of every marathon. Boom, 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 boom. Sweet. And you hit that. I think that looks so much better. And it's like, wow. We've covered some shit when you go mm-hmm. back and you look at that directory. So um, check it out. Um, until next time, my good people, you've been listening to Criticism in its finest hour. <laughs> we'll out. be right back.